All right, time to bring Neil in. Yeah. Yeah. Good column by Michael Mayo today. Really? Yeah. Well, it's about time. What he read about? Slots. Yeah. How the legislature, how these, how the legislature is dragged. He was even alive, Michael Mayo. How the legislature's dragged its feet, how mm-hmm. the Indian tribes have been benefiting, and that they should have been operating by now. Well, you know something? Uh, it's partly the legislature, but it's also the uh, paramutuals. They, they also dragged their feet. I, if I would have been them, I'd have been in court the, the second after that thing passed. It's been 19 months since Florida yeah, that's voters. That's correct. In addition to which, the bozos over at Dania Highlight, you see how they're, well, we don't, uh, we're not doing anything yet. See that in yesterday's story? Yeah. Well, what are they? What are they waiting for? They were hot to trot. They were on the bandwagon there. What are they waiting on? I guess they, they need to. Up? They need to build the facility. But they're not doing anything yet. I know. It's uh. It's ridiculous. typical Florida, man. It's typical Florida. Day late and a dollar short. And don't start me in about those slots, man. Not today. Oh. I'm going to tell you something seriously. This is one of the great scandals, and of course, we'll all be dead if we talk about it. But this, this business of what goes on in every casino in anywhere where they have slot machines, and I, I guess it probably is only the um, progressive, you know, the ones that are hooked together, but, but probably not because with the computerization that they have today, they, they put these babies on programs, on timers in a computer room, and you're sitting there for hours playing a dead machine. It's a fraud. It's, it's like uh, trying to think of a good comparison, but it's, it's, it's just impossible. They're just not going to pay you. That's what happened to me again yesterday. And, of course, like a schmuck, instead of walking out, running out, screaming, I, I just stayed there too long. Should have run out. And everybody's getting, like, all agitated and, uh, what's going on here? You know, it just goes on and on. It, it, it's impossible. It's like uh, the Joe Bell syndrome. He's got slots? No, he's got a slot, all right. <laughs> yeah. Wrecked him. He's really doing it. I haven't seen him lately. Really? <clears throat> well, I sure hope he isn't sick or something. <laughs> oh, Man, and I understand we got a new salesman, a sales guy that's about two feet tall, who's like a male counterpart to the water Nazi. That's the rumor I'm hearing. He's about two feet tall and talks like this. He ought to, he ought to make a real good um, uh, first impression when he goes to call on accounts. Oh. And we got Brett. We got Brett, who's the Mohawk David of sales. We got Cirrus, baby. We got some real issues. And I sent a scathing email to my uh, erstwhile agent attorney, Ferry, this morning, and he just uh, don't respond. He's, like, out of touch. If he can't call and hassle me on the phone for 40 minutes when I have laryngitis and can't speak, he just don't want to be bothered. What a loser. He's going to do this, and he's going to do that, and he's going to meet with Joe Bell, and he's going to, yeah. Right. The chickens are going to pee, too, like I told you yesterday. It's going to be flood. Everywhere there's chickens, there's going to be floods. Forget about bird flu. It's going to be massive flooding all over the world as the birds start peeing up a storm. So I, t- I told you that horse wasn't going into Belmont. He's not? Bernardini. Well, out. Good luck to you. You'll need it. How many people do you think are going to be watching that race? About 30, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot. But Barbaro is uh, up and around. He's okay, and he's walking around, and they said there's still, uh, you know, the virtue is still out, and they're sending flowers and candy and fruit. I guess that's the between American Idol and is Barbaro going to make it. Those are the two things America's worried about today. I have never watched American Idol. Neither have I, nor would I ever, nor do I read any of the articles about it, but I see all these big blasting headlines and the news uh, cast are all over the place. It just uh, makes me want to gag. 65 million people voted uh, for this latest, whoever it is. 65 million. That's almost as many as you get in your daily polls. 
Hello? No comment. No comment. You get a lot of the. You get a lot of response. Well, good. People like to have their say. Phasing the phone calls out, man. I'm making a big change here these last the two and three quarter years. I'm making some big changes. How long without this uh, current regime? They're 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 clueless. How long is your contract? Like I said, what I just said. Two and a half years. Quarter years. I got about two and a half years to go. Yeah. Now that you mention it, and actually, if you take those summers out of there, I got probably about two years. Because the summer's kind of cut it down pretty drastically, which starts in less than three weeks, by the way, oh! that summer schedule. Well, I can't wait for that. Hear a lot of George Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. You'll be crossing over with George three days a week. Okay. Give me a good chance to get out there early in the day and get my money back from yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about. You don't because you don't play the slots. But no. if you, No, seriously. I gave you that assignment a long time ago, and you fell down on the job. You know, you, I told you, you know, everybody and anybody, especially people in Vegas, you got to find for me somebody that works in a computer, well, not anymore, but once worked in a computer room in the last few years in these uh, casinos, and I want to find out the real skinny on that whole thing with the slots. Because I, I know that they run different programs, and all they got to do is press a button, man, and they go on what I call the coma mode, which is like re somehow related to the commode. <laughs> Yeah, that's where it sends you, right to the commode, because you're punching that button and you're banging and clanging and shoving the money through there. You might as well take a match and have a good bonfire. You're playing a dead piece. You know, it's like it's like betting on a, a horse that's not trying to win the race. They have no chance. I like the name they have for uh, Bush. Governor yeah. Jeb, I hate gambling except for the lottery. I keep growing Bush. Yeah. Well, the good news is that uh, the NFL isn't going to wait for him. He's not going to I mean, what a that was, thing that, that was. Story, that story was BS. Yeah. Commissioner of the NFL. That was never like Henry, a consideration. Henry Kissinger in, in the head of the uh, soccer deal. You know what? You know what that was about. Pat Rooney, who uh, owns the dog track up in Palm Beach, his brother, is, you know, owns the Steelers, and he, I think, he said to Arnold. Jeb, uh, he, and he's also, uh, you know, doing helping with the search for a new commissioner. Should I give your name to Dan Rooney? That's what that story was about. So naturally. Two or three I, I reporters. Think I his name to Mickey Rooney. <laughs> two or three people take that and you know run right. with it like it's a real deal. It's the uh, Barry Jackass School of Journalism. Right there, you go. It's the South Florida F and Way is what it is. Yeah. The grandfather of the bogus story. <laughs> <laughs> the grandfather of the peanut butter and bologna sandwich. Yeah. He specializes in the bologna part. That's for sure. That was that was one of the classic days of my life. The day he waltzed up to me at Pearson Airport here. That was just it was just shocking, shocking. <laughs> he was everything I expected him to be, and then some. And, and he admitted it. You know, I mean, a lot of things you say about me are true. Well, what a thing to say to somebody, you know? I should have said, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and I just threw the Toronto Sun at him. I said, you ever read the uh, Sun Sports section? I said, here, see what a real sports page is like. He didn't know whether to scream or peel his a banana. Jackass. Well, at least he lives up to his name anyway. So you haven't seen Joe Bell around, huh? Maybe he's uh, looking for a new gig, because he sure ain't cutting it in this one, I'll tell you that. I don't know where he's been. Anybody else seen Joe? Joe who? <laughs> Joe Mama. <laughs> Joe Mama. No, seriously, any, anybody see any sightings recently, or is he like... Uh, we have so many salespeople here, they have to rent out the stadium for their meetings. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they have their meetings at PP Park up the street. How about those Marlins? They swept. They finally found a team crappy enough. They swept them. How do you like Boy, that? The Cubs are bad. That is shocking. Cubs have lost 21 of their last 27 games. Well, good for them. Now, now we know why Harry croaked. He realized it was time to go. Yeah, you. Well, you were a Cubs fan at one time. Yeah, thanks to him. 
And then now they really, now they really uh, put the nail in the coffin. And, and I, all the people I talked to who used to watch the Cub games, I mean, even after he died, there was still some interest there, and they brought in Chip Carey and Steve Stone. You know, there was some, still some slop over. But now that they fired everybody out of a fit of pique, and come to find out that the guys that were ripping them in ass, they were right, weren't they? The Cubs suck. But they couldn't handle that, so they bring in Len Casper from the Marlins, who's about as exciting as uh, he, he's one level up from Dave Van Boring. Really weak. Although not nearly as bad as that guy, that Rich Waltz guy. I, I, that, that's scandalous, you know. Only, only in South Florida could somebody that bad be on the air pretending to be a professional sportscaster and just and get away with it. It's like Jimmy Syphilis doing the Dolphin games. Oh, that's right, I forgot. He's your buddy. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. You fairy. Terrible. Just awful. So they lost three and a half million on the Dolphin games last year. How much do you think they're going to lose this year? I know we're going to lose a million and a half on the Marlins. Is the scuttlebutt I'm hearing? I, I would guess probably about the same. Another three and a half mil? Yeah. Well, good. And then South Florida Business Journal can write another big puff piece and tell everybody how great Joel Feinberg's doing with Daddy's money and how they're making a making hay while the sun shines with the Dolphin broadcast. Just amazing what swill passes for truth in South Florida. Bad and, and, and basically the reason that happens is because nobody gives a crap about any of it anyhow. Nobody cares about it. Nobody's no accountable. There is no, that's right, there's no passion for anything. I guarantee you, man, if they, if they passed a bill in the legislature outlawing the early bird dinner, you'd have old farts rioting. They'd be, thrilled. They'd be, they'd be squeezing their colostomy bags all over the streets, blocking traffic. I'm telling you. They'd be, they'd be taking their walkers and, uh, you know, attacking each other with them. That's a great outlaw idea. Outlaw the early bird dinner. That's about the only kind of thing in South Florida that will arouse any passion. Neil, can I have a wonder mug? Boy, do I miss those days. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't know a Wonder Mug from Wonder Woman. They had no idea what it was, but they knew it was free, and they wanted one. Can I have a Wonder Mug, Neil? Oh, brother. The only good part of it is that all those people are dead. That's the good part. They're all pushing up daisies. We're still here. All those people used to give us all that crap all the time, you know? Are you guys are up beyond? Yeah, right. They're all dead now. And we're still fumbling our way along, just taking the money right to the bank and right to the track and right to the machines and the paramutual windows and having a good time with it. It's a way to do it. Or right to the shutters, people. The what? Shutters. Hurricane shutters. Oh, hurricane shutters. I already got mine. Thanks, God. And that's right. It's already next week starts hurricane season. Yep. Another good reason to be out of Florida. Boy, there's so many. Let me count the ways. I'll be so traveling a lot this summer. Really? Yep. I was just reading in the paper this morning about uh, terrorism would be a perfect fit for the World Cup. I sure Frankfurt's a good place. Blow that up. I hate Frankfurt. That's a horrible place. Blow that up. Stay out of Berlin. But that's where the World Cup is. Well, it's also, well, it moves around. It's in different places. Frankfurt, Berlin, I don't know where else. Maybe Stuttgart, Cologne. Can I ask you if you've ever been in Cologne? No. Oh, boy, that's a beautiful place. That's great. You, get out, you go, out, go to Cologne on the train from, like, Amsterdam or wherever, yep. Frankfurt, and you get out the train. The train station is just beautiful by itself. They've got all these beautiful restaurants and shops. It's fabulous. And then you get, walk out of there, and you see the big, you know how every city in Germany, in Europe, has got a big church? Yeah. And the Dom, D-O-M, the huge old church is right there, right across the street from the train station. Just enormous. And then from there are all these beautiful, glitzy new shops, great food, and all kinds of good stuff. That's what you talk about. Brussels has beautiful churches. Really? Yep. I haven't been there yet, but I think I may go this uh, Brussels fall. is a pretty good city. That's what I heard. It's about two hours on the train from Amsterdam. That's correct. Well, I may even check that out. They got that Belgian chocolate there. I better stay away from that. There's some good restaurants there, though. That's what I hear. You know, not yeah. to eat chocolate. Yeah, I have a friend of mine. I went to uh, Brussels last a few months ago when he went to London. In fact, we go to London, now they go on that tube. You know, right. goes right across the English Channel, and you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, I've taken that to Paris. Have you really? Yep. 
How long does that take? Like uh, two hours. Huh. Two hours on the tube. Yep. Well, listen, I got a lot of fish to fry here today. We got to make up for yesterday. Well, that's right. You had a short show yesterday. A short show yesterday, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah, my day at the joint yesterday, it started out bad and it went downhill from there. Oh. oh no God. baseball today. Thank God. No, actually, we do have baseball today, but the bad news is we get a real screwing. Oh, it's on, uh, it's it's on, on KAT. KAT. We're farming it out. It's at 1 o'clock because the Keens lost yesterday to Georgia Tech. And so their game at 1 o'clock today is on AM 1360. For those people who will be tuning in at 1 o'clock for the Keynes game, it's on 1360. It's on KAT. If you have a real good radio and you live near Alton Road, you'll be able to hear it. <laughs> yeah, you know, or near Bay Road over there on the beach, by where Joe Feed used to hang out. Maybe that's where Joe Bell's hanging out. Yeah, Joe, Joe and Joe. He wanted to go hear the uh, Keynes game. It'd be a good place for him. Although Sid Levin says he's not allowed over there. Those were the days, man. Those were really the days. Too bad you missed out on them. We had quite... Uh, do you ever know Bob Allen, our salesman? Oh, yeah, very well. Professional Catholic, professional Notre Dame. Notre Notre Dame, the biggest Notre Dame fan I ever met. His son called me on the ear here a few years ago because Bob died a long time ago. Yeah. And then we had the uh, neurotic uh, sales guy. Boy, you talk about salespeople. Holy moly. I wish I could remember the names of those guys. We had one guy that used to be in the carpet selling business. He was one of our salespeople. And then we had Mark O.G., the last name almost just came to me. Mark, uh, tall guy, would tell Jewish. Of course, everybody was Jewish. That's what Bob Allen used to hate. It's the Jewish station. Of course, he was an Notre Dame guy, so yeah. you figure it out. The Jewish station. Too many Jews on here. <laughs> yeah, too Sounds many like Jews. Ours. Like Russell and Craig Worthing and uh, Jim Alton. Hey, Jimmy. You fair. He's dead anyway. Well, listen, have a great day. You too. Reminisce about K.A.T., I think, today. Gene T. Bloom. Didn't know him. He was the other news guy with Joe Freed. I thought you would jump on I remember on Joe Freed. Yeah. Boy, was he boring. Wow. He was so boring. In fact, I met with, uh, I had lunch with Joe Freed at the, is it the Miramar Diner? Is that the name of the place in Hallandale? The Miramar Diner? Joe, before he actually put the fitting, finishing touches on hiring me, he wanted Joe to have lunch with me so that Joe felt he had some, you know, say in hiring me. You know? Yeah. I had lunch at the, or brunch or whatever it was at the Miramar Diner with Joe Freed. He's yeah. dead now, too. Long, long, long since. Well, listen, have a great day. Yeah, you too. I don't want to about dead people anymore. That's just not the yeah, idea of fun. No. But at least it ain't us. Hasta mañana. And you. Don't eat too much. Nope. The views expressed on the previous Look at that time, man. It's time for uh, Geldy already. They do not reflect those of the hey, Geldy. staff, advertisers, or agencies. What was it? Oh. I thought you said Hank is God. I love Hank. I, I'm having a gay affair with Hank. Come here, come here. Hey, Greg, what? Yeah. What am I going to do? I've got a radio show. Yeah, why, Hank? Ah! Ain't no laugh matter. I got Soros over here. There's trouble in paradise. We got a manager that knows about radio. There's trouble in paradise. paradise. He might find out how bad my show blows. I got to find something else to talk about. Besides faggots for holes. How about women and topics now? Another thing you don't know. Kiss my boot. Lick my butt. Take like I don't get none. Take like you're my chicken pigs. Then assume a penalistic stance. There's trouble in paradise. They might want some entertainment. There's trouble in paradise. You wanna miss that sport whole game? You're gonna have to get along with me now to get it better, you. You caught trouble in paradise. Can you?
No more. It's a 1016 already. We better hop right into the break and get this uh, baby crank up. Crank it up. Geldy at Conine's Clubhouse Grill, Tuesday this afternoon. Mad Dog at Conine's Clubhouse Grill, 4 to 7 this afternoon. A lot of uh, activity at Conine's Clubhouse Grill. Hurricane Hotline at 7. Curtis Stevenson, 8, Eddie K, 10 o'clock tonight. No ball game. Marlins need a day of rest after uh, sweeping them Cubs. If you love boating, get your ass out on the water the smart way with our friends at Club Nautico. Instead of buying a boat and wasting all that money, call Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why would you want to pay the expenses of boat ownership and go through all the headaches when you can rent one totally hassle-free? That's the smart way to do it. Join the club, Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy it is. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, no hurricane preparation, and don't forget hurricane season just days away. With a vote from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable, too. Call them at 1-800-VOTE-RENT and find out for yourself. No getting the vote ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up either. They take care of all of these, all of these things. things. At Club Nautico, you just hop on your boat, go and have a fantastic time. When you're all done, pull into the dock, get off, and go on your way. It's that easy. Call them today, Club Nautico, at 1-800-VOTE-RENT. From unlimited voting to pay as you go, from small boats to yacht charters, it's Club Nautico. 1-800-VOTE-RENT. Call them and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today the smart way, the inexpensive, the hassle-free way with Club Nautico. 1-800-VOTE-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Howard David's a bitch. Well, I never thought I'd see the Prince Secretary turning out that kind of phrase. <laughs> Become the no surprise since he's a white monkey slut from Fox Nancy News. <laughs> they just not satisfied, not enough black died in New Orleans. Christian White is praying for another killer hurricane. I don't want to hug the car, baby. That come from a whitey who ain't got no soul. Take it away. I don't want to hug the tar, baby. I guess nobody can blow as good as Tony Snow. They gonna take a mine until they find enough to put us off in the tension gas. Oh, With tattoos on your arms like the Jews. But you ain't gonna see that on the news, cause <laughs> another son of a bitch. Who's lying his stomach? Who's got his tongue? He ain't confirming or denying nothing. I can't confirm or deny it. I don't want to hug the car. He's spewing out the last for the gay old body, he says. I don't want to hug the car, baby. I <laughs> open you go. Only Tony Stone knows. This administration has no comment. I don't want to hug the car, baby. I hear the voices. Voices, 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 voices. He's going to shut the jab. Lying cheap, do what they say if they want to get paid. A paid pilot gets for the White House criminal designer wall Another brilliant appointment by Mr. President Dumbass. And see Warhawks told it will bend over for I don't want to hug the tar, baby. No, you ain't got no civil liberties if you be dead. Holy shit. I don't want to hug the tar, baby. How low can you go? Holy Tony Snow. <laughs> I don't want to hug the tar, baby. 1022 at 560 WQ. I mean, he don't want to get any on him, I guess. So you haven't seen Sorry. Joe Bell around lately, huh? Either one of you? Not lately, no. What does that mean? I don't know. I think he's gone. I think he's out. 
Gone fishing? No, just gone, period. Since, remember Ferland Husky? Since you've gone on Capitol right. Records. Uh, he's gone. That's what I'm thinking, and deservedly hmm. so, by the way. Maybe that's why I'm not getting no uh, information from Norma Kant, or maybe just because Norma's, as usual, playing hard to get. You maybe know? Norma Kant. Uh, then there's no question about that. No matter, you, you fill in the blank, whatever it is. Oh, we got your deal done real nice there. Yes, he did. Which I paid him for. Thank you. Maybe that check didn't get there yet. Maybe that's why he's playing, uh, you know, hard balls. Well, did you send it Carrier Pigeon or Pony Express? Both. If Neil stops taking calls, that was our poll yesterday. We had 1,625 votes on that. I'll listen the same. 771. And we're not stopping taking calls. It's just a very, very spotty. <laughs> like the guy that does the weather on Channel 4 in Buffalo. He's always talking about, what the hell's his name? Don Paul. Spotty showers. I just The way he says it just gives me, uh, I don't know, <laughs> spilkies. Spotty showers. I never heard anybody pronounce that word that way before. Very pedantic. Spotty. Anyway, listen to the same, 771, 47.5%. The callers sucked 215, another 13.2%. So that's over 60% right there. I'll kill myself because... I have no life. 145. I'll listen less, 122. I hate this poll, 110. I'll stop listening, 71. 4.3% won't listen no more if we don't take any calls. WQIM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. That's an awesome thing on your side. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, that's another thing, too, that we uh, you don't have to even bother fading them out. Because those people, when they do... It's if, just if, natural if, reaction. No, well, okay, well, whatever. Because it ain't going to get on anyway, because I'm just going to dump them. See, I'm, I'm taking, I know, because our management is just like uh, useless as limp spaghetti, you know? Limp Muller's pasta. And so I'm just taking control and taking the show back from these uh, people who have, I feel like we've been hijacked by about a half a dozen idiots, and I'm yeah. taking it back. And that's one way of doing it right there. I'll stop listening, 71, likely story. Listen much less, 67. Kiss the radio, 48. Give it a big, juicy, wet one. Listen more, 43. And listen much more, 33. That's what I should have voted for. I'll listen a lot more. Less calls, more listening. Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting, the fact that there is no uh, Joe Bell around and there's just a no Joe Mama. I guess we're on automatic pilot. Is that what the deal is? Must be. Maybe well, they're selling the, the station. He, huh? Maybe they're selling the station. Let's start that rumor. How can you sell it when you haven't got a license? How do you keep saying oh, yeah. that? I don't know. You can't do that. You can't sell what you don't have. Uh, I, oh, listen, from your mouth to uh, the Lord's ears. Maybe they have a liquor license. Oh, God. Yeah. They are unbelievable. Please, pretty please. And, of course, there are a lot of rumors floating around. I don't want to say who told me. <laughs> anyway, speaking of radio, lawyers on both sides of the CBS Corp and Howard Stern breach of contract lawsuit said they have settled. They announced that yesterday. Aren't you excited about that? No. No. A clerk in the courtroom, judicial hearing officer Ira Gammerman, said lawyers for the party. Oh, maybe that's what uh, Mary Norma is. Maybe he was involved in them heavy-duty negotiations. Lawyers for the parties called around 3.15 yesterday afternoon to announce they had an agreement. The clerk said as far as she knew, they didn't divulge details. But I'm sure they'll be leaking out. CBS sued Stern in February, claiming that its former radio shock jock breached his contract with the broadcast job when he moved to Sirius uh, Satellite. The lawsuit, which also named Sirius, said Stern improperly used CBS's radio air tender promote his new satellite show, which began in January. CBS also said Stern made plans with Sirius without disclosing them to CBS as his contract required. What do you require? A woman in the office of Stern's lawyer, Peter Parcher. Mar mark that down, Peter Parcher. Maybe I'll call him later today. Okay. Isn't he Spider-Man? Well, no, i got to get a real lawyer, man, because the one I got, he's uh, just a silly person. You know, He's uh, probably rolling up the newspaper with a big fat doobie. Peter Parcher confirmed that the sides had agreed to a settlement, but she said the agreement hadn't yet been signed. She said Parcher wasn't available to comment. He's busy working for Neil Rogers now. CBS lawyer Irving Nathan did not immediately return a call for comment. Irving Nathan, another guy with two for, uh, first names. 
Stern movement, well, we know about that. And then, speaking of that, all you better do the break. See, we got backed up because of that long crossover with a humper. Got some bad news about the Sirius and XM stock dropping like a like a bowling ball from the top of the Sirius Tower. Not really bad. I wonder why that is, you think? I don't know. <laughs> Let's speculate. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'd give my left nut to be on a satellite right now. I wouldn't care if it was either one of them in anything. Just anything. With this Joe Bell business we got going on. Maybe he's just gone into hiding. I mean, if I were him, I'd hide. 28, oh, there's a massive power outage in the northeast. The Amtrak's all screwed up. And uh, bada beep, bada boom. Not here, though. But a massive power outage like in the New York. But uh, it seems... The trains, how are they? How are we they? We are taking them into the station so they're able to deboard. And uh, at this time... From D.C. to New York. We're service to be restored so we can take them to their destination. Mm-hmm. But, um, but how are they doing? But, 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 Is there any injuries? No, no reports of any injuries. Alright, just gather they it's were. It's on the Amtrak thing. I don't know what they're getting us all. You ever ride Amtrak? Uh, like once in my life, I think. Well, don't do it again. From Seattle to Montana. Almost Memorial Day. It's coming up on Monday. Time for the mattress and furniture stores to run their phony sales when they double the price and then they offer you half off. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that's not much of a deal. Don't waste time and money driving around shopping for a mattress saved like never before when you call Dial a Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS right now. The prices are lots lower than the mall stores, even during these so-called half-off sales. Only Dial a Mattress delivers from 8 in the morning till 10 at night every day. Same-day delivery is available, and you choose your date and time with an 8-to-hour window that you pick when it's convenient for you, when you want them to show up, and they do. They do do it. That's why they're ranked number one in the world for the best customer service in the business. That's why I've used them for years. And Dollar Mattress has the complete line of all the top mattress names like Serta and Sealy, Simmons and King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and Bananas Foster. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you get the best prices on the best brands. You don't have to schlep all over town wasting that expensive gas getting worked up into a sweat. You just sit right there, pick up the phone, and make that easy call. That's all it takes. Beware of those half-off sales. Do the smart thing. Pick up that phone right now. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. Sleep comfortably as soon as tonight on a great new mattress from Dial Mattress. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for suspicious. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Oh, Special, wasn't it? It's your man, Lou Dobbs, yep. Mr. One Dimensional. 26 before 11 at 560 WQM. Any sighting of Joe Bell yet? I ain't seen him yet. Did he come waddling Maybe in and say, hey, I'm still yeah, alive. I'm still here. Really suspect it. He'll pop his head in the door, I'm sure. Yeah, pop this. 533 votes on a poll today. We are definitely not going to make that 1,000 during the show today. Mm-hmm. I say that, well, it just ain't going to happen. They don't like this poll. They don't like it. They don't want to. And I don't blame him. It's not that good. It was sent in by uh, Mike from Melbourne, one of our listeners. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. They don't like your poll. But nevertheless, it's okay. If WQM had a mascot, what should it be? A fat Jew, 186. An amoeba, because nobody has a spine there, 129. A jackass, 99. A hyena, because of the high-pitched voice, 43. I'm a one-note jolly. A 
A bull because they're full of bullshit, 39. A cowardly lion, 37. That was my vote. That was my vote. Me, me too. How about that? Really? Yeah, because they're afraid to be a real radio station. In other words, you're suggesting that they know what that means? No. And a vampire bat for the blood... Huh? Well, that's right. They're doing the fire alarm now. Oh, okay. This will add to it. A vampire bat for the blood-sucking sales department, only four. I better close the door, speaking of four. Okay. There we go. I just closed the door. You'll probably hear a little slop over from that, like... The monthly fire alarm here in my building had a little uh, pizzazz to it. Starbucks Connection. Now, this morning we saw a piece on MSNBC about the uh, iPod, the sneaker iPod. Right. You just sneak her in your uh, shoe. And not only will uh, you listen to the music, but it also tell you how fast you're running or walking and how many miles you've gone, how many calories you've burned. And, and how bad your feet smell. How bad your feet stink like hell and, uh, yeah, and what you just stepped in, what that smells like. All of these things. All of these things. So everywhere you go, there's more and more of this stuff. So, you know, throw out your FM radio. Nobody, nobody in their right mind wants that. No, throw out your AM radio, too, while you're at it. They did that a long time ago. Starbucks' connection to the music industry has grown more and more over the years, with exclusive album releases sold only at the ubiquitous coffee shop. Late last year, rumors began swirling that the company was looking to get into the digital music business after an interview with CEO Howard Schultz hinted as such. Now comes a report today that Starbucks will use its um, in-store wireless Internet setup to begin selling music downloads at their stores. You okay. have a cup of coffee, and you can also uh, download some music. V Newnet.com, whatever that is, reports that Starbucks would add more wireless hot... Can you hear the uh, thing in the back? No, not really. Can't hear that? That's a strain. Reports that Starbucks would add more wireless hotspots to its stores, allowing for further expansion of a potential digital music service. The company already operates three of its Hear Music stores, which allows customers to sample music, then burn a copy of what they like to a CD in the store. Starbucks Entertainment President Ken Lombard recently addressed the Hear Music Initiative, which has met with mixed results so far in the speech. Customers want to bring their devices into our stores, he said. Would you ever bring a device into a Starbucks? All the time. We don't have a solution today, he said, but we're committed to finding one. Well, not exciting. Uh, let's go to Starbucks and download some music and have a big, fat cup of coffee. I have Everybody and their brother now is drinking all them designer coffees, mm-hmm. all the plastic a-holes out there. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Tim Hortons, Starbucks, uh, you name it. There are every street corner. Is Low-fat another. mocha latte with whipped cream. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. With 8 million calories and lots mm-hmm. of caffeine. Yummy, yum. And loaded with sugar. I a lot of food. other things that are really bad for you. They have malts, too. Do they really? Yeah, you have a cafe latte malt. Ooh, mm. that doesn't sound good, although I do like those Jamocha shakes at Arby's. I do oh, yeah. like that. Man. Well, anyway, getting back to the uh, a lot of radio talk here. Too bad Too bad we're not in the business anymore. <laughs> well. XM Satellite Radio Holdings lowered its forecast for full-year subscriber growth and revenue yesterday, citing overall softness of retail sales for satellite radio in the second quarter and product availability problems. The company's shares XM tumbled 11%. XM, which competes with Sirius Satellite, is in the emerging business of selling nationwide radio service delivered by satellite, said it now expects to have 8.5 million subscribers by the end of the year, down from its previous estimate of 9 million. They originally were saying, nine. now it's down to 8.5, and that's uh, still probably optimistic. The Washington, D.C.-based company also said that it now expects to have full-year subscriber revenue of $835 million. By the way, Joe Costello tells me that they're basically geared XM toward rednecks. I see. Yeah, truck drivers. Aye. Down from its previous estimate of $860 million, the company told investors on April 27 when it reported the first quarter results that it expected to reach those full-year goals, but they're not. XM shares, which already were down about 50 cents prior to the announcement, fell even further, closing down a buck 76 or 11.4% at 13.75 after, after dipping as low as 13.43. 
Let's see. Where's the thing about the Sirius? It's, I don't want to read this whole thing. It's really ponderous. Sounds like Rick Riley. Satellite radio shares have lost their status as stock market darlings in recent months as investors worry about their continuing losses and high expenses for signing up subscribers as well as top-tier talent such as shock jock Howard Stern, whose contract with Sirius is worth 500 million uh, big ones. Sirius shares have also suffered in recent months and are down 45.1% of the year to date. Sirius? Those shares? I'm serial. Those shares fell 22 cents or 5.6% to close at $3.68 on the NASDAQ, a 52-week low. $3.68. XM has also delivered rather bad surprises to investors recently, including news last month that federal regulators were probing its marketing practices. The company also disclosed earlier this year that one of its directors quit over disagreements about the company's direction and warned of a looming crisis. <laughs> oh, no. And, if that isn't bad enough, earlier this month, XM was sued by major record companies over a new iPod-like device that can stir up to 50 hours of music. The suit claims that XM's handheld Inno infringes on music copyrights by recording music and automatically parsing the files by song and artiste. How do you like that? I like it. I, it sounds to me like they're in deep doo-doo, man. I can smell it. I can smell it in my sneaker uh, iPod. I got over 600 songs in my iPod. All right. Just wait till you get that Which disc. Means, huh? Just wait till you get that disc, all the hits of the 60s. When's that coming? Uh, in the next diplomatic pouch. Oh, okay. Is that coming on the same day that Norma's email about what's going on with Joe Bell and all these other issues? Is that when that's coming? I bet it gets there sooner. Why don't we just take a look right now and, and see if that's uh, happening or not? I may have to, if that check didn't get there yet, maybe the mail was real slow. I could always stop payment on it. Maybe they yeah, there, quarantined the uh, check. There, there, there's nothing on there. There's absolutely nothing on there. So, you know, the hours go by and the days go by and bada beep, bada boom. But when I'm like, uh, you know, ill with the flu and I got laryngitis and don't want to speak, then it's another one of those frantic phone calls. <laughs> like that, you know, mm -hmm. for 45 minutes. Getting me all whipped up into a frenzy. You know, misery loves company. Stress. Stress kills, Norma, okay? Stress kills. You lunatic. You, uh... You fairy. Hey, if you think you have termites in your home and speaking about things and people who bug the hell out of you, you need to call Ridded Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. What was Stern's lawyer's name? Peter uh, Puck? Was that it? I don't Speaking know. Of that, how about those savers? Oh! All right. Ridded Pest Control uses that amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. They're gone faster than you can say. Joe Bell is, uh, is the invisible man. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house and make a circus in your neighborhood and make the neighbors laugh their ass. In fact, they're probably not laughing. They're probably crying from embarrassment thinking how bad their property value is going to go down because you got that tent covering your house. No worry about poisonous gas, no moving out or staying in hotels, no worrying about food or your pets and your health because the folks at Ridded Pest Control treat your home with this amazing orange oil. You don't have to leave it all. You just stick around. In fact, when they're done treating the property, the only thing left behind is the clean, refreshing scent of oranges for just a few days. It's a real machaya. It's probably kosher, too. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Ridded Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no kidding. Call right now for a free inspection. There's no obligation, but it's the beginning of termite season. It's a good time to take a peek. Call 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call Ridded. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. All the crap you can unwrap. All the slime all the time. In entertainment news, is she or isn't she? Published reports suggest former Playboy playmate Anna Nicole Smith may be pregnant. Anna Nicole, word is you're pregnant. Oh, yes. Yeah. Congratulations, boy or girl. 
two girls. Twins. And one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Seven guys and two girls and a dog. Uh, that sounds like how you got pregnant. Ooh, you got morning sickness? Oh, oh pizza. I see you like pepperoni. Yeah. Whoa, what's that? What the hell? Uh, it's one of those silica packets. You know, uh, in the box, like when you get a new CD player, the silicone packet. It says, do not eat. I made a mistake. And, um... What are you thinking? Oh, my gosh. Whoa, it's a Lego. This is so not right. Pepperoni's used rule, that's all it is. 1047 and 560 WQAM, Gary, Indiana. A male student who has worn women's clothing to school all year was turned away from her. Maybe he saw that movie Last Days. Okay. Maybe he saw Kurt Cobain in that neat black slip. Well, what was that all about? Can you, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you, like, like I can explain that? It was, it was, it was, it was name, art, man. It was all about the Don't you know? rest of that piece of crap. Uh-huh. A male student, a student who has worn women's clothing to school all year in Gary, Indiana, was turned away from his high school prom because he was wearing a dress. Kevin Logan, 18, went to the West Side High School prom on Friday in a slinky fuchsia gown and heels. You fairy. He believes officials discriminate against him by not allowing him inside. A fuchsia gown and heels. Lovely. I have no formal picture, no memories, nothing. You only have one prom, he said. Logan, who is gay, received an $85 refund for his prom ticket Tuesday, but he still wasn't satisfied. He said he's considering filing a complaint with the Indiana Civil Liberties Union. Sylvester Rowan, assistant to Gary School Superintendent Mary Steele, said school policy bans males from wearing dresses. Well, why the hell would that be? What if you wanted to wear a kilt? Exactly. Probably get killed in or, Indiana. Or a priest's robe. Right. I mean, well, what the hell is it their business? If they don't have a dress code, right. then why the hell can't a guy wear a dress? And, I mean, if girls can wear jeans, don't they all the time? Sure. You betcha. And pantsuits? Yeah. Well, I'm, some of the dykes were, though, like Mary <laughs> Cheney. Excluding Logan from the prom was based on the dress code, not the student's homosexuality. That's his personal preference, said uh, Mary. Tyrone Hanley, the youth program coordinator for the Gender Public Advocacy Coalition of Washington, D.C., the Gender Public Advocacy Coalition said he often sees cases like this and calls it gender-based discrimination. Prohibiting really short skirts for everyone is a fair dress code. Prohibiting them for males is not. In addition to which, he wasn't wearing a short skirt. He was wearing a dress, a lovely slinky fuchsia gown, and some really fashionable heels. Yeah, was it slit? Logan said he had spent years defining and exploring his sexuality. This year he took a major step by dressing as a female every day, wearing makeup, a hair weave, nails, and girls' fitted jeans to school. His mother, Donetta Logan said she was not surprised by what she called the ignorance of school administrators. I tell Kevin that in society there will be those who accept him and those who won't. I think the mother ought to be buggy whipped. She ought to be horse whipped. <laughs> kind of a parent lets her kids, uh, you know, the boys go to school. and you know, So he's gay, big deal. That means he got to go like some kind of a screaming fruitcake. What is that? Yeah, that's what that's that bad. That's bad for all the rest of his fruitcakes. 500 and uh, what does that say on there? That, we're not going to make that 1,000 today, no chance. 568. I don't, want, I don't want Mike in Melbourne to feel bad because he did fax in this pool. 570. We haven't got a Chinaman's chance in purgatory getting to 1,000 today. And we got the whole four hours, no ball game today. We do have that game at 1 o'clock on KET. Hurricanes and somebody. And I'm going to tell you something. Now, this is how. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. We get a revised schedule that doesn't even show that they lost, which I already looked that up. I saw they lost to, to Georgia Tech yesterday. Was it 2-1, to one, I think? I don't know. Well, I, 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 I do know because I've seen it on uh, the Herald. I looked it like up. Like you said, 2-1. to one. Yeah. And, and they don't even put on here who they're playing. or Like, uh, it's an afterthought. You know, Clarence, I'm going to tell you, you're picking up right where the rest of that outfit is left off. You just know you just gave up. You just have given up, man. You silly person. But thanks for making sure that check's on the way. That's all I care about. Today is the 25th, ain't it? Yes, yeah, payday. 
See, they've adopted the same attitude as uh, me and a Humper and everybody else. As long as we get paid, they don't care about anything. They don't give a flying crap. WQAM, hello. <laughs> okay, that's two for two, and that's fine with me. About like once every half hour, we'll check it out. There, there might be somebody with something to say today, although I have my doubts. Because we're five for five right now. How long can that record continue, right? Right. In the last two days, we had two on Tuesday and three sensational calls yesterday. And even they haven't acted that yellow button once. Vice President Dick Cheney could be called to testify in the perjury case against his former chief of staff. A special prosecutor said in the court filing yesterday, Special Counsel Patrick Fitzgerald, I wonder if he's kin to Barry Fitzgerald, suggested Cheney would be a local government witness because he could authenticate notes he jotted on a July 6, 2003 New York Times opinion piece by a former U.S. ambassador, uh, ambassador by Joseph Wilson. Fitzgerald said Cheney's state of mind is directly relevant to whether Scooter Libby, his former top aide, lied to FBI agents and a federal grand jury about what... You know, this is all such a pile of crap, you know, as if we don't already know the answers to these things. And I know you'd say, well, knowing the answers is one thing, but proving it in court, that's another thing. Well, just put them all in, uh, in jail, in federal prison. Yeah, then. In the Times article, former U.S. Ambassador Joseph Wilson accused the Bush administration of twisting intelligence on Iraq to justify going to war. Cheney wrote on the article, had they done this sort of thing before, send an ambassador to answer a question, do we ordinarily send people out there pro bono to work for us, or did his wife send him on a junket? Libby told the agents in the grand jury he believed he had learned from reporters that Plain was married to Wilson. They had forgotten that Cheney had told him that in the weeks before Wilson's article was published. Go get him. Bah! Like that. Mm-hmm. Cheney viewed Wilson's allegations as a personal attack because the article suggested that the vice president knew that Wilson had discounted old reports that Iraq had tried to buy uranium yellow cake from Niger to build a nuclear weapon. All the lies, all the time. Eight days after Wilson's article, conservative syndicated columnist the Nazi Robert Novak identified Plame and suggested she had played a role in the CIA's decision to send Wilson to Niger. Smear and schmear. That's the specialty of this group. Smear and schmear. That's all they know how to do. See, and John Kerry, who was overheard, remember that deal in the uh, 2004 campaign there? Right. Saying, this is the worst bunch. You know, and they right. overheard it, and they played it on the news. See, if he had any balls, which he doesn't, if he would have had any brains uh -huh. and had any balls, which I guess he lost in Vietnam, he would have said, not only did I say it, but let me elaborate on that yeah, and tell you exactly. what a bunch of uh, smearing and smearing and lying and conniving and thieving bunch of Nazis. These See, if he would have done that, he would have won right. like they couldn't, have, they couldn't. It wouldn't have been close enough to fix it in Ohio. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have done that. But he didn't, and they did. And that's where we are right now, stuck with this Nazi regime. And what does America care about? American Idol. Ugh. They just showed that gray-headed geek on there again, yeah. which I have no idea who he is or what he does. And you told me you actually heard him try to sing, and it was just pathetic. It was on the news this morning or one of those uh, shows. Pathetic. He's a, a flamer, too, for what it's worth. Oh, no, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Boy, is that a bulletin or what? A screamer. I, I guess not to some of you. With Man, I, I looked at radar. that and I thought to myself one thing. Flaming. Good God. In fact, maybe he can go to the prom with that kid in Gary, Indiana. Which one has the Tony? I'm sure he has his own dress. Does he really? Yes. Well, let's see it. WQAM, hello. No, not there. No, that, no, didn't have to do anything with that one. Didn't have to doctor it, mm -hmm. dump it, pump it. Five, six, seven. See, we will take a call or two here and there, and we might actually get one on the air today. Or not, as the case may be. It's a little uh, consequence to me. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. Maybe somebody in the audience knows where Joe Bell is. Maybe we can get a Joe Bell sighting. You think? I doubt it. You do? I you do. never know. Maybe he's across the street. Maybe he's over there again because I'm sure he's on their payroll. Maybe it's the time of the month. Maybe he's picking up his paychecks from across the street. <coughs> he's got to be on their payroll. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh-oh. Is it a lie? WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Is this Neil? Yes. Well, you mentioned this thing about the guillotines, the, the 
the, the article that was written uh, about some Englishman describing the smell of something. Right. It is a pack of cigarettes. Oh. And if, if you well, that can, was, he was talking about the French. Yes, and if you can imagine, do you recall Camels and Lucky Strikes? Oh, yes, gut, well, uh, gut wrenchers. Yeah, well, this is in a blue package about the same size, and, this, and the tobacco is black. Mm. And, it, and, and, it and, is, so are, and so are your lungs. Oh, you, do you remember Casablanca? This is the cigarette of the day <laughs> in that movie. This is what put Humphrey Bogart in an early grave, I'm sure, oh, in it, 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 if, if you spend any time in France, and I have, uh, yeah. This is the most, Neil, seeing is believing. This is something that when a pack is opened, you know how you open the cellophane and you take the top off? Yeah. The smell of it about knocks you over. Mm-hmm. Not to mention one that's just been stuffed in an ashtray somewhere. So whoever wrote the article about the smell of... Yeah, they right on it. Oh, this, 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 this is... Anyway, it's a sort of a medium to dark blue package. And if you're ever in Europe... And you see you know, some. One thing about the European cigarettes, all, all the ones that I've ever smelt of, they're all very strong. I mean, they're like uh, real gut wrenchers. No, but the, this tobacco uh, is sort of a uh, dark brown, almost black. Hmm. And the smell of it is so unique. Kind of like OJ. Uh, yeah. The smell of it is so unique that uh, I just wanted to update you because I know that someone Googled this, and we have to get it right now. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. You're welcome. Okay. Without, uh, check that out. Friend, see, now there's a really good call. We're one for one again. See that? We'll, we'll count. Six. Six for six. 1057 at 560 WQM. Let's take a look at that sketch. I already did that. And then we got Geldy. I'm trying to avoid that. Geldy at Conine's Clubhouse Grill at two and then Mad Dog, also with the same joint at four. And then a bunch of hurricane stuff. And Curtis at eight. Hope it just came in the mail. These. What, Wait what a minute. Is? There's no hurricane hotline. Curtis is on for uh, three hours. Oh. Oh, don't tell me that Clarence is actually uh, updating the schedule now and doing a little bit of work. Yeah, there's like some revising going on. Like maybe my fellows the Hurricanes right. are uh, playing at 1 right. o'clock on KAT since they lost yesterday to Georgia Tech 2-1, to one, which I had to look that up because uh, Clarence ain't doing his job. He might as well be invisible, too, along with Joe Bell. I mean, all, all, just, just tell them all to take the month off, the rest of it. In fact, tell them to take the rest of the year off. Oh, they already are? What's better than staying cool, comfortable all summer long, in fact, all year long, in that sweat box we know is South Florida, huh? 87 yesterday, I believe. Isn't that correct? Their boots. How about getting an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System? You can get this fabulous system from Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three generations. What is that? Is that that package with the movie in it? Right, rear entry. I mean, rear window. Okay. As a Carrier factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction. And that guarantee is backed by Carrier, the people who invented air conditioning in the first place and now have invented the Carrier Infinity System. The Infinity system is so great, it actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself to make sure that you're getting maximum efficiency. What's not to like? To maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioner, whatever kind you may have, the smart thing to do is to join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Twice a year, they come to your home, they inspect and tune up your AC system. If you have any kind of a problem, any kind at all, you'll enjoy priority same-day service and 10% off on any needed repairs, too. All of these things things. for just $110 a year. So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity system with Puron or peace of mind with the Comfort Club, either way, make the smart choice the Royce choice. That's Royce Air and Heat, R-O-Y-C-E, Royce Air and Heat at one 800 Three seven seven zero zero seventy five. Turn to the experts at Carrier by calling Royce at one eight hundred three seven seven zero zero seventy five. This is Neil Rogers. This is five sixty QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. 
This is your brain. You haven't heard from him in a while, and that was a good thing. But now, Michael Bolton is back. No, not the John Bolton who looks like Captain Kangaroo. Or the Josh, let us in, let us in Bolton who collects pictures of hands. But the one and only, Michael Bolton, trying to sing like Sinatra. With his new album, Too Many Boltons. I can't sing! <laughs> Michael Bolton returns to crew the fat Walmart moms as they romantically churn the body roll cheese. I want your fat wife to lactate in my puppy. Michael Bolton's Too Many Boltons includes this duet with Rita Crosby. And then I go and spoil it all by thinking I can make to at least help pay for the band. Order yours today for only nineteen ninety five. Call now. We'll rush you a set of Designer Series earplugs and clothespin for your nose. It's 1104 at 560 WQM. You'll be amused to know that I just sent a final email to your close personal friend and your attorney now. I guess you're the one who's going to be paying in the future. <laughs> okay. Not, I'm done. Adios. <laughs> farewell. Arrivederci. Bye bye. I don't want nothing to do with him no more. Maybe he's smoking the, the newspaper, like I said, or maybe he's not some other uh, pot convention. Hey, it's nice Whatever to share. It is, just leave me alone, okay? I'm, I'm all done with these, uh, you know, chasing the dog's tail. I just can't deal with it no more. Doesn't that just bug the crap out of you? You know what it reminds me of? Remember when you were playing uh, cat and mouse and hide and seek with him a couple of weeks ago? Right. And leaving calls, and then he lied through his teeth. Over, he never called me or left me any message, and I come to find out, well, so, well, you're wrong, as usual. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. It was just forget? last week or two weeks ago. Well, there you go. And I go through the same thing every time there's any kind of an issue of any so large or small, big one, small one, medium one, whatever. 603 votes on the poll, man. We're sucking wind on there, and that's all your fault in Melbourne there, Mike. No, it's my fault for taking that. I, I knew when I saw it, it was a marginal poll. I don't even want to read it. That's how embarrassing it is. You know, I mean, here, here's Mike who means well and faxes that thing in, and then you go and send it to me. It's your fault. It is my fault. Well, you can no, swap it out and start on this other one. I'm sure there's no we're not going to do that. And then what do we do tomorrow? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Don't be doing that. Tomorrow's Punt. the one for the entire weekend, and tomorrow's is a good one, which I already told them yesterday, and they'll probably mm -hmm. be adding names on there now. I don't, I don't want to do that. If anybody knows how difficult it is to come up with these stupid-ass pool ideas every day, you should certainly know, especially since you're going to be doing lots of them this summer, oh, yeah, starting yeah. very, 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 very soon. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. A mock evacuation that was supposed to be part of a two-day statewide hurricane preparedness drill was canceled. After a misunderstanding about who had jurisdiction over a FEMA trailer park. Oh, here we go again. Oh, boy. Heck of a job. The two-day statewide drill that began Tuesday was aimed at avoiding the chaos that followed last year's Hurricane Katrina, which killed more than 1,000 people. The mock evacuation was to take place in the state's largest FEMA trailer park in Baker, 10 miles from Baton Rouge. The park has got more than, remember La Baron Rouge? No. The park's got more than 500 camper-style travel trailers that has about 1,500 people displaced by Katrina. Officials are concerned about the safety of travel trailer residents in rough winds. Trailer trash. 
There are more than 200,000 people statewide in Louisiana living in unfinished homes and mobile trailers, but the Baker evacuation was canceled because of an apparent communication breakdown, said Joanne Moreau, director of the East Baton Rouge Parish Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. We were unable to get any information from the state or federal government on what policies or procedures were for evacuating those sites, whose jurisdiction was, she said. We're very disappointed we didn't get to work with the people who live on the trailer site, those trailer trash. After the parish canceled the drill, FEMA asked park management to drive around the park with bullhorns and simulate an evacuation. <laughs> simulate an evacuation notice, according to Tony Robinson, response and recovery director for FEMA Region 6, which includes Louisiana. Hey, everybody, get out of your trailer. we got a real hurricane coming here. It's going to be really bad. You're all going to die. <laughs> Woo! This is, I'm not even going to go into the rest of it. Yeah, what, what more needs to be said? That, that's all yeah. you need to know. And they're predicting, by the way, not only all these hurricanes for the coming season, which we had that story the other day, but guess what's going to be right in the center? They're going to be the hot spot for the hurricane season. Uh, Washington, D.C. No. I give up. Florida. Guess again. What was it? Florida. No. Guess again. South Carolina. No. North guess Carolina. Again. North Carolina. No. Guess again. Mexico. New Orleans. Oh, oh, that. Well. New Orleans. Who cares about them? They know. You know. No, we don't. Trailer trash. Well, maybe they weren't all trailer trash before, but they should They are now, right. Have you seen any of the, I'm sure you have, on the news where they keep it? Conspiracy insider trading and lying to auditors. Jeffrey Skilling faces some 28 counts, while Ken Lay, six counts. So we should be hearing that verdict shortly. We'll All right. We'll keep our eye peeled on that. Isn't that exciting? Thrilling. I'm going to tell you one thing. If, if they get off, either or both of them, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. They will. What, you going to go to Canada? No, I'm just leaving. I'm just going to walk out the door right in my underwear. In fact, it's a beautiful day, man. And actually, it's not a beautiful day. What the hell happened? It's murky and cloudy. I thought it was supposed to be like uh, 73 today. 70. Uh, they keep, oh, look at that, 80s on the weekend here. Holy moly, what's that all about? That's okay here because the people at least bathe every now and then, like once every month. But like in uh, Amsterdam and many places, and in France, too, speaking of that guy with those nasty uh, cigarettes, those nasty faggots. Mm -hmm. When it gets to be like in the upper 70s or in the 80s, God forbid. In really? Like, uh, oh, man. You talk about ripe cheese. Oh, oh, I'm serious. You get on the tram or the bus or like on the train. Oh, man. It's got its own kind of funk. That, and that's because they have very little air conditioning in Europe. I see. Very, 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 very little. That's a bad combo. Oh, little air conditioning and bad personal hygiene. You put those two together and you got, mmm, man, a cheesy aroma. The worst. Like, like bad, like spoiled um, a Limburger. Mm. 615 votes. If WQM had a mascot, it should be a fat Jew, 219. An amoeba, because uh, nobody has a spine, like an amoeba, 141. Like, I think a jellyfish would have been better than an amoeba, don't you? Okay. You're right. Can we change? Do you want to change it? No, yeah, whatever. What's the matter at this point? Yeah, you're right. The pull sucks. A jackass, 112. A hyena, because of the high-pitched voice, 48. I added that because I was thinking of that. A bull, because they're full of bullshit, 48. I also added the cowardly line and voted for that, 42. Because we got the balls of a butterfly. And a vampire bat for the blood-sucking sales department, only five. That, that's, that's a desperate one that Mike put on there. He, you know, he came up with a bad pull idea, and he was desperate to put some other additions on there. What I understand, Mike. When you got a real crappy pull idea, it's not easy to and, and put things on there. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, please, please, quit taking calls. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we'll accommodate you right now. Yeah, exactly. You asked for it, you got it. All right. Now, we'll intersperse. Now, the guy that talked about those black faggots, that was pretty interesting, wasn't it, in France? I'm sure you've seen a few. Listen to me. Yeah, a little Richard. 
Oh, it was rock and roll and drugs. Pretty interesting stuff. That uh-huh. was one of our uh, fine calls. Now, there's where, where there's a will, there's a way. And like I said, when these other misfits call in, just ain't going to get on the air. Oh, well, because well, there's no do. point to it. I mean, if, if that if that's what I'm going to do for the next two and a half years, I'd rather just uh, walk out right now. I'd just rather walk away. You know, just walk away. Yeah, exactly. Who the hell needs it? Especially with these bozos. With this, uh, I don't know who's... Uh, maybe they eloped. Do you think that's possible? Norma Kent and Joe Bell. Do you think it's just a coincidence that they both vanished at the same time? I don't know. I don't who's, think who's so. for the trip? Oh, I don't know. Sure as hell ain't the Beasleys. In fact, maybe that check did show up this morning. Maybe they just uh, took off with it. Let me just see if there's a response on here. To the... No, there's nothing. Well, I'm in court all day. When you know something, go to court. Go have a wonderful time. Go see Judge Judy. Go see Judge Wapner. Get out of my life. Everything is like a major emergency. And then all of a sudden, just the days and the weeks drag on and nothing happens, you know? Just take the money and run. That's all we can do. Just the best that we can. We're going to start playing oldies at noon today. You think that's a good idea? I don't think I'm feeding somebody the computer right now. I don't, not just the ones I've been playing a few notes of last year. Mm-hmm. That, that was just practice, because practice makes prefect. If you're a cigar smoker and like to kick back with a good premium uh, stogie, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Borhani is definitely for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and a 9.1 rating by Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, be sure to try their Bahia Deseo, the hottest-release cigar in the last 10 months. Gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. A powerful, big cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. It'll tear your guts out. The finish is long and bodied, full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. To get 40% off on all Bahia cigars, tell them that Neil Rogers sent you and call them toll-free at 1-800-35-BAHIA. Don't forget to mention my name to save 40%. 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 You're a bastard. How the hell did they indict him like this? Why wasn't he able to hide his trade practices? Told court probables he'll need conjugal visits. Cause his name is Ken Lake and one stock is totally worthless. And now it's too late, nothing's wrong, just as long as you know Ken Lake's locked up. Ken Anyone heard it to be read live at noon, man? We'll be all over that like stink on Greg, man. Would you just be in it, on it, like stink on Joyce? 634 votes on that marginal poll were taken today about uh, mascot. Oh, and also speaking of uh, sensational stories. Yeah. Despite what you saw, the thing about ABC News says that uh, Denny Hastert is in that bribe uh, deal with uh, Abramoff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Hastert says, no, it's a lie and you're full of crap. Despite a flat denial from the Department of Justice, federal law enforcement sources say ABC News accurately reported that Speaker of House Denny Hastert, that big, fat, red-faced slob, is in the mix in the FBI investigation of corruption in Congress. 
ABC News' Brian Ross reports late uh, last night, law enforcement sources told ABC News that convicted lobbyist Jack Abramoff has provided information to the FBI about Hastert and a number of other members of Congress who have, that have broadened the scope of the investigation. You guys wrote this story very carefully, but they're not reading it very carefully, a senior official said. Whether they like it or not, members of Congress, including Hastert, are under investigation. One focus involves a letter Hastert wrote in 2003, urging that the Secretary of the Interior block an Indian casino that would have competed with tribes represented by Abramoff. ABC's law enforcement sources said the Justice Department did not was meant only to deny that Hastert was a formal target or subject of the investigation. I wonder what Defoe thinks about this. No, I'll ask anybody, ask Marvin Rawman about that. I wonder what no. Defoe thinks about these the Indian scandals. Huh? Because you know one thing about Defoe, you can say whatever you want, but he sure was. Indian killer? That. 5670560. Oh, I'll give the numbers, you know, every now and then, which means maybe I'll take a call and maybe I won't. Catch him off guard. That's the best way to do it. Right? right. Oh, yeah. TMZ. What is TMZ? Because I read stuff from them all the time. What does that mean? I don't know. It's one of those um, artsy, fartsy. It's like us, you know. I don't, one of those I don't celebrity know. magazines. Time magazine? No. I don't know. TMZ has learned that the FBI searched the home Tuesday of a woman who runs an L.A. paparazzi agency. Well, what do you do for a living? I run a paparazzi agency. The allegation is that her computers were used to illegally hack into the computers of Us Weekly magazine to obtain information about celebrities, in particular Charlie Sheen, who spent a lot of time growing up in the Sheeny Alps. Sources tell TMZ the U.S. attorney obtained the search warrant several days ago. Law enforcement went to the home of Jill Ishkanian, a partner at Sunset Photo and News, where they seized computers and other items. As of now, the official file be sealed. Ishkanian founded Sunset Photo and News last year after leaving Us Weekly, where she worked as a reporter. TMZ repeatedly called Sunset Photo and News for comment, but each time company reps immediately hung up the phone. <laughs> up the phone. Huh. That's, I think, a step beyond having no uh, comment. In a related development, TMZ spoke with former Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss, who says that she was contacted by officials accused of being involved in the alleged hacking plot. The reason? Sources say Fleiss and his canyon are close buds. Fleiss told TMZ the allegations against her are ridiculous and that some bitch like her can't afford to be made to be look ridiculous. Oh, and here's an update from late last night. Ishkanian's lawyer, Glenn Feldman, contacted TMZ and said his client has been subpoenaed by Britney Spears' lawyer in her suit against Us Weekly. Spears claimed that an article in Us Weekly alleging that she made a sex tape with husband Kevin Fadalon was bogus. Feldman says he finds it coincidental that his client is suddenly being targeted. Feldman adds that Ishkanian did not receive any information from Us Weekly by hacking into any computer, especially information about Charlie Sheen. Do you give a flying crap about Charlie Sheen? No, not really. What about you, Josh? Uh, Josh? Yeah. Josh? No, not really interested. No, and I don't either. That's three for three. Nobody cares about Charlie freaking Sheen, especially with that American Idol thing going around. Oh, that's that, right. Yeah. And that new uh, thing with that uh, chicken Aruba. Let's get our priorities in order. Yeah, let's get everything uh, straightened out, okay? Let's get the important crap uh, down. And, Ron, and here's that guy with that vest, that bald-headed geek that's on CNN every day now. What, what is his claim to fame? Who is, what is he and what does he hope to be someday? He's gay and bald. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and he's like uh, just uh, another curmudgeon is what he is. Mm -hmm. uh, to Jeff Skilling as opposed to Kenny. Oh, God. Nice glasses, well, though. Nice glasses. Yeah. Every day he's got a... In fact, I'm, at least today he's got different clothes on. I think he wears the same outfit every day for like a month. It's granny glasses. Yeah. Look at that. If convicted Jeffrey Skilling faces a maximum of 275 years in prison, that's too good for him. 642 votes on that poll. Boy, if we don't get to live, we're not, we're not going to make it today. That's the first... Do you have any idea how long it's been, how many uh, months since we haven't made 1,000 on the poll? It's been like 30 years since we didn't make a 1,000 votes mm -hmm. on our poll. That's a real kick in the ass to us, uh, Mike, in Melbourne. So next time you come up with a really bad poll idea, keep it to yourself, Mike. I don't want you to feel bad about it, but what is wrong with you, man? 
mascot my ass. In fact, maybe that might be it, huh? Big fat hairy. Rectum. There you Ron go. Jeremy and Makes I. sense. Yeah. That would fit in with the QM with the ambiance of the way things are going lately. Pretty hairy. So do you want to talk about those rumors that are floating around or not? No, not really. Having to do with our morning show? Well, why not? You're the one that told me about them. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> not. Well, you are so uptight. There's, there's nothing more. What uptight? I'm leaning on my hand over here. You're what? I said, I'm you're leaning, leaning on, on my hand. I'm well, all chilling. I'm all mellow. Now, you're the one that's always bitching me about, but you better not tell me. There's, and, and, of course, the reason you do that is because you know you're going to tell me, and then you're hoping that I will go on the air and then speak. No, I'm hoping it. you'll go on the air and tell it, but you don't have to tell everybody that I told you because then nobody well, will tell me anything know ever that. again. And even if you didn't tell me, they'll no, assume that Josh it was you tells anyhow. Things, there's the parade even of people in here. Even if you didn't tell me that, they'll assume that it was you. You're right? the Ojean provocateurs pick. They know that there's a parade of Yenses going through here. Well, there's no question about that. In fact, usually the uh, inside, all that crap used to come from Fat Boy, but now that he's on the way out, he's not the only Fat Boy that allegedly is on the way out. See, there was like a little drop, a little, just a little tidbit. Uh-huh. I try to know what it is that they're thinking about, you know, what, what they're going to stick in there if they do that. Well, what are they going to put on the air? I mean, they, oh, I know. Sports! I mean, it's not like they have one day part where they have a problem that they have to fix it. They have nobody on from 2 to 4. They're paying Mad Dog $80 trillion a year to do like two and a half hours a day, about 50 days a year, and then he's mm -hmm. off the rest of the time. I, I just don't get it. Thank God for 10 to 2, man. We are really rock solid. We're like the anchor. We're like the rock of Gibraltar, baby. Thank God for us. The U.S. Border Patrol increased at a faster rate and apprehended more illegal aliens per year under President Clinton... I hope Lou Dobbs is listening. Then mm -hmm. under President Bush, according to stats from a new unpublished Congressional Research Briefing report, Mr. Bush trails his predecessor on a series of measures of border security, says the briefing from the Congressional Research Service to the House Judiciary Committee, which was based on the Department of Homeland Security data. Mr. Clinton increased the number of Border Patrol agents and pilots by 126% during his eight-year term, or an average of 642% per year, while Mr. Bush has averaged 411 new agents per year through 2005, a total increase of 22.3% over his tenure. Not so great. Although Mr. Bush last week said his administration has caught and returned 6 million illegal aliens, that's actually a drop from any five-year period during Clinton administration. Meanwhile, the number of alien absconders has grown by more than 200,000 during Bush's term, reaching 536,000-plus in fiscal last year. The number of completed fraud cases has dropped and until recently. Detention beds have been or at or below the level Mr. Bush inherited from Clinton in 2001. The sense of urgency that comes with deploying the National Guard is belied by the administration's consistent opposition to providing the necessary resources that our border security agencies need to do their jobs, said 900-year-old Senator Bobby Byrd of West Virginia. Mr. Byrd has sought for years to get the Bush administration to add Border Patrol agents and detention beds and improve enforcement technology. And until Lou Dobbs started rattling his spear, they said, no way, Jose. But now they see that that face freak over there at CNN is all over their case. Now they're saying, well, you know, but I beat Buddha Boob. Aren't you excited about this Enron thing? I hope they fry both their ass right there at CNN at 1 o'clock this afternoon. I hope. This hey, this hey, is man. I'll tell you a lot to watch it. Ten grand. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. Ah, I'm Kenny Barley. You know, I've been asked what I'm going to do after the collapse of my empire, and outside of taking the fifth on most of it, what I will tell you is, after a quick $30 million sale of some real estate I had handy, I decided to buy another company that already had my name on it. Kenny Borlay's Potato Chips. 
crisp, golden potato chips, lovingly fried in oil from the Caspian Sea. It's true I can no longer say I have the full power of the White House behind me to force you to eat it, but it does taste pretty good, trust me. And if I were you, Miss Watkins, I'd find someone I don't like very much to start your car in the morning. <laughs> Kenny Boy Lay's Potato Chips. Bet you can't bribe just one. It's 11.31, 29 till noon. We got that big verdict come up at noon, and they're hyperventilating on all the talking head networks. And this guy's got, like, a special new vest on today, that bald-headed queen. House leaders demand FBI return papers, Herald and the Sun Sentinel and the Hollywood Sun Tattler. House leaders of both parties stood in rare election year unanimity yesterday, demanding the FBI surrender documents that took and remove agents involved in the weekend raid of a congressman's orifice, man, and his refrigerator, too, in a freezer. The Justice Department must immediately return the papers that unconstitutionally seized House Speaker Denny Hastert and Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi said in a statement. The leader said that the congressman, William Jefferson, a Louisiana Democrat, should then cooperate with the investigation. Earlier, Hastert said that any FBI agents involved ought to be uh, frozen out of that case just for the sake of the constitutional aspects of it. You think that was like a play on words, frozen, uh, all that money cute. in the freezer? Well, he's under a lot of pressure. That's why his face uh -huh. is all red. And maybe because he's so fat. Both parties have protested the Saturday night search of Jefferson's orifice on Capitol Hill, which they said violated the Constitution's separation of powers doctrine. FBI agents searched Jefferson's office in pursuit of evidence in a bribery investigation. The search warrant, signed by U.S. District Court Judge Thomas Hogan, was based on an affidavit that said agents found 90 grand in cash stashed in the freezer of Jefferson's home. White House officials said they didn't learn of the search until after it happened. They pledged to work with the Justice Department to lawmakers. I'm going to tell you, man, the Nazi party is alive and well on goose-stepping in Washington, D.C. Make no mistake about it. They're tapping your phones. They're, uh, they make Watergate look like child's play. They make Nixon look like a, a Boy Scout. Democrats, meanwhile, trying to get Jefferson to resign his seat on the House's most prestigious panel. In the interest of upholding the high ethical standard of the House Democratic Caucus, I'm writing to request your immediate resignation from the Ways and Means Committee, wrote Pelosi. Uh, Jefferson was defiant. With respect, I decline to do so, he wrote back to Pelosi. I will not give up a committee assignment that is so vital to New Orleans at this crucial time for any uncertain long-term political strategy. Jefferson, meanwhile, filed a motion asking the judge to order the FBI to return all the documents taken from his orifice during the 15-hour search. Jefferson's motion said the search violated speech and debate protections of the Constitution to ensure the independence of lawmakers. Presidential administrations of Congress have routinely subpoenaed information from each other, and often they refuse to give up the material sought. This is the first time the branch seeking the information dispatched its law enforcement arm to wrest materials from the office of a sitting congressman who is the target of a probe. Most members of the leadership of both houses objected to the search because they said it violated the, con the Constitution. Remember the Constitution before uh, that was no, BB before that? Bush. That was Just, BB. Uh, right, that's a piece of paper. Before W, BW. Republicans were being careful to protest the raid without defending Jefferson. I still think he's kin to George Jefferson. Attorney General Alberto V. O. Five Gonzalez tried to strike a conciliatory tone, saying, We have a great deal of respect for Congress as a co-equal branch of government, but he also defended the search. We have an obligation to the American people to pursue the evidence where it exists. In other words, no matter what the law is, they're going to do whatever the hell they want. That's Alberto V. O. Five Gonzalez, a real little goose-stepper if there ever was one. Nazi bastard. Yeah. God. Moonface beaner. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I hope he gets some bad burritos is what I hope. I hope he gets the green apple quick step for about a month. 671 votes on the pool. You know, I'm, I'm almost tempted to send the new one in like started today. That'll get us over the 1,000. Yeah, if you add it all up. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that's a good strategy? Well, I mentioned that earlier and you yelled at me. Well, yeah, because it's, uh, well, we, we, we could do that. I mean, Put what's the point, now? really, when you get right down to it? I beg your pardon? I mean, it is a good idea to save it for the weekend because that's a damn good poll. It's a great poll. 
I think we may have done it long, about 20 years ago, but other than that, who, who the hell would remember that? No, I sure don't. No, me neither. I can't remember what the hell I had for lunch yesterday. I didn't have anything for lunch. I had a couple of cashews before I vamoosed down here. Damn those Marlins, man. They got some nerve. Uh, see, if it wouldn't have been for that, I wouldn't have lost so much. Stinking Marlins. Your mama. No, that's true. I know. They won, you lost. Oh, did I ever. But you know something? It's my own stupidity. You know what it would be like? It would be like going to an ATM at the bank and finding out that there was like it was just a facade of an ATM and there was nothing on the other side, no machinery. <laughs> and you put your card through there and it falls through the other side. And then, you start, and then you start putting cash in there and you realize it's just falling on the ground but on the other side and you can't get it back. Right. And it's the same thing. You're sticking them hundreds through that machine, man, and you might as well be uh, getting out a, a lighter and just burning it. This, this is one of the great... And it's never going to happen because anybody who would reveal the way that they do that would be, you, you, they, you know, if they told you they'd oh, have yeah. to kill you. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right, exactly. But, but it's a fraud. It's a fraud. You're playing a dead piece, baby. Mm-hmm. You're feeding a dead machine, man. I don't mind losing, but I like to at least have a fighting chance. I like to have the, the pretense of some kind of a chance. Well, you can and pretend. To, you can pretend you have a chance. Well, I, I do, and I keep thinking, well, and like everybody else, they get you, and that's part of the game plan. They get you more and more aggravated in front of uh-huh. you. You think, well, if I just uh, keep uh, hanging in here, pretty soon they're going to turn that uh, program, right. and they, they don't. They don't. That's the trap. They just keep siphoning the money and sucking the money and sucking the money, okay? Bastards. Should only rot. Anyway, don't get all whipped up about it. That's why they call it gambling. It won't change mm-hmm. my life, but it's just frustrating. So what do you think? Should we change the poll or not? Nah, whatever. So you want to fall short of a thousand? We'll never get to nine hundred the way this baby's going. I mean, we won't make our bonus money, but then uh, you know. Josh is probably going to lose that whole great contract he got. You know yeah, the one that Norma negotiated for him. We're going to need that thousand votes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, uh, you're welcome for that uh, rear window. See how fast that showed up from Amazon.com. Sure yes. Look at his split. I have many movies to watch. You haven't watched Standing in the Shadows of Motown yet. I have no. not. No. Well, what the hell's wrong with you? Okay. Not only that, hey, what, so I'll what wait. difference does it make if we get to 1,000 votes or not? I always exactly. say the same thing. It doesn't make any difference. It's it? just, just for fun. So, you know, maybe we don't want to have so much fun today, right? We're getting shortchanged from that baseball game. That's right, and not getting the shortchanged today that we wouldn't have minded at 1 o'clock from that right. hurricane game that they farmed out to 1360, which nobody, unless they live within a mile of that tower, can hear it. I wonder what the hell they play now on it. Oh, oh, that's right. They got that right-wing talk on there now on KT. I forgot oh, about that. Yeah, they got that Michael Savage crap on there and all these other rabid right-wingers that make uh, Bill O'Reilly look like a liberal. Yeah, they got crap on there on KT. I bet you Blind Mike could tell you about it. More what? My, oh, he must, be, he must be in heaven after all the jingles I've been playing this week, those WMCA jingles. I'll bet. I can't find my WABC jingles. The Big H Golden. Oh, wait a minute. Look what I just found, though. WBC Jingle. CKLW yesterday. Oh, look at this. CKLW Golden. Wherever you go, go gold with 77 WABC. Go gold! See, what happens, as you know, is if you forget what you put stuff into DCS under, mm-hmm. they just kind of get lost. They fall through the crack. I got some here, but I have to there. send you on a disc. I don't know no. if uh, they're the same oh. ones. Hang on. What, WABC? Yeah. Oh, I got all those. Let me get them going. WABC.
Wow. I've got all of those. I've got them. All right. You got them from the same chicken egg geek that I got them from. I got them. I got these up But I put the oldies ones in here under oldies. But I sure I should have got That was me. Okay. If anybody doubts how much bad music there was in the 80s, this is the stuff that I bought. It's uh, It'll prove it to you. Pretty bad. Nice. I didn't mind quite riot. This I minded. Oh, that one was okay. I like that. But the rest of this stuff. Bad. Yeah. Rat. Nasty. Rat. I hit it like poison. Oh, this ain't poison, though. This is rat. Rat. Give him poison. Give him some rat poison. I tell you one thing, this ain't no furry promo. But then what is? Well, you know what the, you know what the name of the song is, don't you? Round and Round. Right. Find a wheel. Find a wheel. What did I tell you? They sure as hell ain't no Prairie Como, those rat bastards. 685 (laughs) on the pole. Our goal is 700, so I think we might have a shot at that. Just relax. We got uh, Geldy at 2 this afternoon from Conine's Clubhouse Grill. But you know, the one thing about Geldy, no matter where he's doing the show, still sounds the same. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. beg you to send me that CD. Why is that? To make sure that it doesn't get on the air again. Because <laughs> I'm going to bury it in the backyard. Oh, come on. Throw it in the ocean. Where's that oldie moldy spirit, man? Yeah. Huh? Go back to the 50s, please. Oh, no. You. This is how I told you the 80s. Oh. From 
Enron verdict at noon. They're going to be doing a lot of crying. And you're trying. Who is this? Is it Warren? No. Triumph? No. Oh, it's a Ty chick? Vixen. Oh, I was going to say. I'm fixing to say Vixen. Oh. C-K-L-W Oh, it's this one. This means we have to wait to throw up. Okay, if you want to be negatory about this uh, great 80s collection, here we got another one. Horror. Yeah, it's a little a little too slow getting going for my taste. I just I don't have the patience for that. Plus, you can tell well, it sucks God. anyway, huh? Yeah, everything on that disc sucks. It's really bad. Well, let's try this one. Wherever you go, go gold with seventy-seven W A B C. Go gold. Oh God. C. Go gold. Oh, God. Kill me now. Huey Puke and Lewis. The power of... Okay, that one didn't do it for me. Oh, it did it for me, all right. I'm still cleaning it up. Go! 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 Oh, this is the one of the doo-doo songs. Old, old, old. God. The jingle that never ends. All right, tears for fears I can stand. I don't need to hear it again for another ten minutes. But this doesn't make me depressing. It's all right. Okay, it's 11:40 now. We're just got a little time until we get this really big Enron verdict coming up to be read live at noon. And they're hyperventilating and they're showing us that bald-headed geek Kenny Lay over and over again. Here's another bald-headed geek, that uh, silly-ass queen with the vest. Speaking of that. The number of military members discharged under the Pentagon's Don't Act, Don't Tell policy on homosexuals rose by 11% last year. The first increase since 2001, officials said yesterday. You fairy. You don't think that's because a lot of people are coming forward and, uh, just to get out, do you? Uh, yeah, I do. A Pentagon spokeswoman, Lieutenant Colonel Ellen Cranky, said 726 service members were discharged under the policy during the 2005 budget year that ended last September 30th. About 30, man. That compares with 653 discharges the year before. She released the figures after a gay rights advocacy group said it obtained the stats on its own. Service Members Legal Defense Network, which has represented military members who were forced out for being openly gay, said the Pentagon's policy deprives the military of qualified and experienced personnel at a time when the Army and Marine Corps struggled to meet their recruiting goals. Well, that's okay because you can't be gay. The policy prohibits the military from inquiring about the sex lives of service members, but requires discharges of those who openly acknowledge being uh, being gay. I think even half of the straight people are coming forward saying, oh, guess what, I'm uh, gay. Yeah, they're mincing and lisping and mm-hmm. wearing a dress and high heels. The law deprives our nation of thousands of skilled men and women who could be instrumental in fighting the war on terror, said C. Dixon Osborne, Executive Director of Service Members Legal Defense Fund. By the way, I checked my email, still no response from your lawyer. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, no, I just can't deal with that. Maybe he, in fact, you know what else I checked during the uh, break? I don't know. Your temperature? No, I checked the obits. <laughs> I checked the obits for, for Joe Bell and Norma Kent, and I didn't find either one of them in there yet. Discharges under this don't ask, don't tell policy peaked at 1,227 in 2001, then fell to 885 the following year and 770 in 2003. For those of you who are keeping track, don't ask, we won't tell. <clears throat> and what's it to you? 
Well, this is heavy duty, man. We got nine minutes until Kenny Lay fights yeah, the big one. I'm just I'm holding my breath because I think they're going to get a slap on the wrist. A slap on the wrist? They sure as hell better not. You know how I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go postal. They, were, they had an interesting thing about that. They had the guy from the postal service on yesterday. They, they're very pissed off about that expression because it implies really well. That too the bad. Post office is a place where people go nuts and they start shooting. Uh, you know, because yeah, it is. No, come on. Seven eleven. That's what we got on the poll. Seven hundred eleven. Now that's not so bad, Mike in Melbourne. Don't feel bad, Mike. The poll sucked, but I mean, don't feel too bad. Seven twelve. See, there's another one. They're coming in uh, one by each. Dribbling. Yeah, they're dribbling in like that pepperoni juice down my chin. If WQM had a mascot, what should it be? A fat Jew, 259. Maybe Al Goldstein could, once upon a time, I guess he ain't so fat anymore. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm a fat Jew. He could have been our mascot. Or maybe just uh, Ron Jeremy. An amoeba or a jellyfish, 161. A jackass, 128. A bull, because they're full of bullshit, 57. A hyena with a high-pitched voice, kind of like that. 30, uh, 53. A cowardly lion, 47. That's obviously the correct answer. And a vampire bat for the blood-sucking sales department, 7. Our sales department, even worth, they're not even worth a mention at this point. I'm really intrigued by this new guy. Of course, that's what Greg always said. He's intrigued by, and no matter what it was, it was always bad. But I'm really intrigued by the description of the new sales guy. That's, what do you say, about two feet tall? It comes up to your kneecap. That's what I heard. And he's, he's got, got a really gruff, he's, obnoxious he's voice. He's like a male water Nazi. He's got a disgusting voice, and he just pisses everybody off. He, he fit in there perfect with the bread. And bread? some of the losers we have back there. I said bread and Greg. 714, old bean. That's good. 714. What does that have to do with quaaludes? Oh, oh wait a minute. Defense <laughs> Secretary <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld. CNN tonight. Oh, no, no, I see they, they keep putting that thing on there, breaking oh, yeah. news, and it's not breaking news. When they, when they read the announcement, then it'll be breaking news. They keep catching me off guard. They're like, oh, here it is. We got six minutes to go. In fact, I think what we ought to do is take the break early. Good plan. Don't you think so? Because then Indeed. right at noon, because I'm sure that everybody in this audience, who cares about American Idol when we got bigger fish to fry? Like Kenny Lee and Jeffrey Skillen. This they can fry their ass. Neil Rogers. Rogers. All of it. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. All right. I couldn't say the S-bag word in there. I remember they got all bent out of shape about that. Like everything else, we got joist on that, so we have to keep inserting all these <laughs> little cute things like yeah, cover up by half the words that we can't say this and we can't say that, etc. 
Okay, it's 1159, boys and girls. You know where your uh, Enron is, your Enron stock. <clears throat> 723 votes on the pool. No, not too shabby. We'll make two, 850, something like that. That's a respectable number. We'll take it. Right. It's more listeners than they got across the street all week long, I'll guarantee you that. I mean, what the hell do they know about about that, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to us, because we got the experts. I'm a one no Charlie. And don't forget, that'll be long at uh, 2. So what did you tell me was the correction? We got Curtis on from 7 to 10 tonight. Yeah, it's on for three hours. No hurricane hollering. No hurricane hollering. Now, why is that? Any special reason for that? Um, I couldn't tell you. That's just what I was told. Well, that's scandalous. No hurricane hotline. How the hell can we continue through our busy Thursday without anticipating hurricane hotline, especially with that big hurricane baseball game on on KAT at 1 o'clock that we're promoting on 1360, even though we don't know who the hell they're playing and Clarence don't want to be bothered with it because it's not a basketball game and he's not doing it. Not that he's self-serving, you understand. Soft-serving? That's what I heard. Soft-serve. Anyway, it's noon. The little hand is at the big hand, and they're still like, but uh, but about the yeah, you know they're gonna, footage. They're going to drag us huh? on, you know. They got all their microphones set up out there in front of the courthouse. Then they got their big maven on there, the scoopball Jeffrey Atubin guy. So you know, we're, we're talking about um, the stakes are enormous for Ken Lay and yeah, Jeffrey Sterling in this because they're going to go to jail for a long, long time. I know what we do with both of them. The you throw their brains all over your nice side. That's it. Sounds good to me. To save their, their skin. Well, you know, what's interesting is... Save their skin. Snow, Isn't as, she as something? I don't know. Larry Lindbaugh. King. He's been Speaking very skin. Uh, available. Jeff, let me just jump reporters. in here because we're getting word that the jury has just entered the courtroom. So we do expect within the next few minutes that we will hear what the Oh, this is going to be breathtaking. Skilling did not take the fifth. He has basically said, I'm going to tell my story all along. So it's not a surprise that he took a stand. Don't you think that South Florida is hanging on the edge of their... This is even more exciting than the last Dolphins press conference. Favor that they took the, the one that they, ended they the Wanstead era, that, or was that, it the one that began uh, the Saban era? Huh? Even though they had some problems on cross-examination, I think or is it the one that ended the Ricky Williams era? I, I get them all confused. Let's go live to Houston. Allie Belch is standing by, waiting what for did she say? Allie's Belching. Explaining just a logistics thing. This is a federal <laughs> courthouse, and oh here in the U.S., God. there are no cameras allowed. Don't you think we ought to go over there? I, I can't stand uh, her. You're, you're right. I, I just just didn't. She's idea. foul. Can you imagine what her breath smells like? Nauseating. I start drifting when I think about her doing Oh, and I even worse. There's that Dan Abrams with that look, deer in the headlights look. You know, I didn't know exactly. How long the jury was going to deliberate in this case, but, but this is a huge, huge case. He is uh, the expert. If you don't to, believe me, just ask him. Fraud. I mean, uh, let's be clear. These are the two former CEOs of this company. If this jury were to come back now and say, let's say, not guilty on all of the charges in this case, um, we kill that somebody. would be a, a huge loss for the government. I mean, the Enron has come to symbolize... I, I can't handle him. I, I'd rather go back to Mrs. Limbaugh. Corporate yeah. greed. I can't, I can't stand him. Now, I yeah. also understand Jeffrey Skilling's verdicts will be read first. Like uh, Keith Olbermann a lot. In fact, I'm glad you got to hear a little uh, tidbits. The jury has the same page little bits and pieces. Have, they, uh, For what bits? Tidbits. T-I-D. T-I-D. Tidbits. And then Ken Lay's charges will be listed. And as you mentioned earlier, Jeff Skilling... Oh, that would make an interesting breakfast cereal, wouldn't it? I'd buy it. Pretty popular with the guys. And they're Mary Chaney. Tidbits. And in 
insider trading. It's the cat's meow. Cereal that pours milk on itself. Oh, no. Six charges. Conspiracy to commit securities and wire fraud. Wire fraud. You're right about this screen, man. He's annoying. Well, I'll tell you what. See, I hate to shut that off because all you can just play some music. I don't want to play any music. You and that music, man. You and your sticking music. That's all you think I'm going to be doing on Monday? Probably playing music. Well, hey, by the way, the good news, we haven't mentioned this to the audience yet. That's right. The good news is, oh, this deserves a little drum roll. Very exciting, boys and girls. Yes. I rethought my original reaction. We decided why the hell not let Josh and George go home at noon on Monday Memorial Day. It's a holiday for all the rest of us. And we got the big O. Doing some uh, appearance, some remote. Noon before on Monday. In fact, I'm a hell of a nice guy. And I said, sure, you want that time? We don't give a crap. What do we care? It's a holiday. Plus, uh, this is Freeform Radio anyway. We do not like have a regular schedule on this station. I think I'll bring the porta pipe, Josh. What do you think? Word. Now, Josh also getting off at noon. Is that part of the deal? Oh, yeah. I'll be running out of here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't do anything hasty. I discovered that yesterday. I ran out of here at 1230. It was not a, I should have taken my time. I should have I waited see. a few hours. I should have waited about nine or ten uh, gonna, hours before I left. I'm on a pretty regular oh, schedule. Man, that's what I heard. <laughs> Verdict reach and trial yeah, they keep uh, putting that on there. They got those microphones in front of the courthouse. Uh-huh. You see, the problem is there's no cameras in the courthouse, so we can't we can't see the jury, um, you know, presenting the judge with a verdict right. and then having the thing read and but a boop, but a boop, and is this yours? And uh, oh, look at this! Guilty, Jeff Ken Lay guilty on all counts in Enron trial. Yes. Security fraud. Uh, and false statements to audits. Oh. They are now waiting on the jury, oh. the jury's verdict oh. on the insider trading. Uh, All right. Now we get the charges, same drawn and quartered, uh, right? Charges 42 through 51 for Jeff Skilling. Uh, until now, all of the other charges are guilty. Then lay found sell guilty sell. on all right. charges that he faces. Jeff Skilling on all conspiracy, securities fraud, and false statements to the auditors' uh, charges that he faced. We are now waiting for that verdict, Darren. But it doesn't look good so far. Well, all right, sports fans. No, it looks very good, you silly ass queen. It looks real good. Yes, yes. This is a clear cut victory for the government, and not just that. The fact that this jury came back so quickly in a case like this—that's not Kenny Boyer, your president's good buddy from Texas, is it? Three or four weeks. The fact that they came back this fast, Kenny, you evidence was so overwhelming. You turned beyond a reasonable doubt. It was just a closed case from the beginning. The evidence was so overwhelming against these guys that these jurors walked back into the room last week. Kenny lay guilty on all six counts in the Enron trial and conspiracy and fraud for Jeffrey Skilling, who was trying to make a killing. You were. Good. Send him up the river without a paddle boat. Mm-hmm. That good news? Think they'll get butt raped in jail? We can only pray. Maybe they can get uh, Father Gagan. <laughs> oh man. Seven hundred and forty-three votes on the poll. Speaking of Father Gagan, I got a story in my pile here, which I better—I'll I'll dig down for it. I'll dig deep. Oh wait a minute. WQAM. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. I have, I have an idea for the for the uh, station mascot. Yes. I would suggest the goldfish for three reasons. It's a small fish in a big sea. Uh, it's only worth about two bits, and it's that going absolutely nowhere, that little tiny bowl. <laughs> or like the song said, round and round, huh? That's it. Okay, thanks. Thank you, sir. Okay. Sounds fishy to me. Goldfish, put it on there. Anything that will attract a couple of extra votes. Here's Perry again on Find a Drugs. On Doggy Downers. On RCA Victor, by the way, RCA Victor Records. Remember those? With a little dog. Mm-hmm. You know the, the dog's name? Dogs staring into the... No, I have no, no idea what the dog's Nipper. Name. Oh, Nipper? Based on a real, real dog, yes. Let's nip that, bud. 
As uh, what's your name would say on uh, what is her name on Guiding Light? I don't Reva. know. Oh. Oh, Bud. Bud. Oh, man. Did I'm you say just, Bud? I'm gonna kill some people there on that show. I just want to kill a whole bunch of them, especially Lizzie, the original one, and this one, Juliet, Illinois, or some people say Illinois. Don't you hate people that say Illinois? Yes, I do. Two brothers are suing the Roman Catholic Diocese of Joliet, claiming sexual abuse by two different priests. Oh, my God. They were a tag team. Dan Shanahan said he was molested by the Reverend James Burnett, and Tim Shanahan says he was raped and abused by Reverend William Virtue. Oh, no. <laughs> the Reverend Virtue. Both clerics were placed on administrative leave earlier this year. Burnett was removed as pastor of the Cathedral of St. Raymond, while Virtue, who I'm sure was a very virtuous guy, was taken out of ministries at rural parishes in the Peoria and Rockford dioceses. The brothers filed suits Tuesday in Will County Circuit Court, bringing to 15 the number of suits pending against the diocese in Will and DuPage counties. That's in Illinois. Dan Shanahan, 34, of Phoenix, Arizona, went public in February with his claim that Burnett molested him repeatedly for four years, beginning approximately when he was eight years old in 1978. Some of the alleged incidents occurred in a confessional in St. Mary Church in Mokina. Tim Shanahan, 38, said Virtue raped him and had repeatedly and committed other abuses, beginning approximately in 1980 when he was a 10-year-old altar boy. The alleged abuses began when Virtue caught Shanahan stealing a church, said his attorney Jeff Anderson of Minneapolis. Virtue allegedly, I guess he wasn't all that virtuous after all, allegedly sodomized Shanahan at the church rectumry and in the woods near the church. In the woods. Oh, my God, in the woods, he went out there and grabbed his goods. The dates cited in the lawsuits, however, do not correspond to the men's ages. Tim Shanahan is serving a prison sentence at the Vienna Correctional Center for Drug Possession and driving with a revoked license. Oh, wait a minute, my Blackberry just went off. Maybe it's an important email. It's not. It's from TomPayne.com. It's not from whom you thought it might be. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm done with him. I don't ever want to talk to him again. I don't want to know from him. He can go ahead and cash that check if it ever shows up. Maybe maybe it's taken a long time to get there. I can only hope because I think I might cancel it. Anyway, uh, after this abuse began, Tim's life spiraled downward, Anderson said. At least one other man is also claiming abuse by Bennett Anderson and Dan Shanahan said. The other alleged victim is represented by a different attorney who didn't return calls seeking comment. Maybe it's Norma Kant. I sure hope not for his sake. Both suits accused the diocesan bishop Joseph Imesh of negligence in connection with the alleged abuses. Burnett, 63, has served at four parishes since he was a day. And it goes to undershore. I don't want to read the whole story about how they've been bounced around, transferred from one church to another one. You know how that game goes. Yes, I do. A spokesman for the Peoria Diocese didn't return a call seeking comment. There you go. More child-molesting priests. This is just more isolated incidents. There could only be how many thousand of them? About 30, man. Not to mention, of course, the Swiss Guard. God only knows what's going on with them. Swishy stuff, I'm sure. I w wouldn't surprise me including that very fishy, swishy story that we had uh, a couple of years ago. Right, the love triangle. The love triangle. You betcha. 751 votes. I told you to make 800. So there's the big news. Kenny Lake guilty on all six counts, also found guilty in a separate uh, bank fraud trial. And fraud and uh, what was the other one? Bad hair. Fraud and bad hair against Jeffrey Skilling. A conspiracy and fraud, excuse me, and bad hair. All three counts. 7.53 on the poll. We're not doing so bad. You don't have to carry on like some kind of a child. I'm sorry. 10 past noon at 5.60 WQ, and we got no hurricane hotline. That's why he's upset. No! What the hell is Thursday without hurricane hotline? Tuesday is Prince Spaghetti Day, and Thursday is hurricane hotline day. What the hell is going on? Don't tell me we had a falling out with, uh, what's her name, with Donna's shillelagh. That would be bad. Somehow. First we lose the Dolphins, then we lose the Hurricanes. God forbid we should lose the Panthers. What the hell would we do then? And heaven forbid we lose those Marlins who are hotter than a pistola, baby. They won three in a row against the little girls team. Now, let's see. Who do they play next? Oh, the Mets. The Mets are in town this weekend. I bet you there'll be a few people there for those games, probably all from New York. Yeah, Mets fans, yeah. 
Right. And the Mets are on fire so far. They're off to a really good start. So don't expect any more wins. It's 11 past noon at 560 WQM. If you love boating, that's uh, pretty much the case with everybody who moves to South Florida or even visits. If you ever thought about buying a boat, have you thought about how much the expense is? And then, of course, the upkeep and all the grief that goes along with the taking it out and bringing it back and cleaning it up and potching around? Forget about that stuff. Do the smart thing and get on the water with Club Nautico by calling 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why pay the expenses of owning that boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed just how easy they make all these things for you. There are no docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, no hurricane preparation. When you have a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and really affordable, too. It's a piece of cake. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up, either. They take care of all of these things. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat and go. When you're done pulling to the dock, get off and walk away. It's that easy. Call Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. From unlimited boating to pay-as-you-go, from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between, Club Nautico can handle it for you. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today the smart way with Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and tell them that Miss Duff told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Mandage, I f***ed them out! Hi, boys and girls. It's me, Mecha Mouse, from Disney's latest theme park in beautiful Damascus, Syria. It's a small mind after all. Now, we pass up taking the kids to Disney Damascus, you know, because they blow up so fast. Come see Space Mountain Cave Hideout, Mr. Bin Laden's Wild Ride, Scud's Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Insurgents of the Caribbean, and especially Indiana Jones and the Temple of Boom. And by the way, sure, we stoned that tramp Cinderella to death for not wearing a burka, but what the hell's the matter with you people? I don't know what you've been smoking, but ever since Goofy blew himself up, Eldon Ald and I... I've been trying to spread the word that cartoons are about as real as Walt's last acid-induced Technicolor dream, people. So, come visit us at Disney World Damascus, where Donald Duck doesn't wear pants, but our women are covered, and where Tomorrowland is set in 1352. And for all you infidels, M-I-C, see you soon, K-E-Y. Why? Because we hate you, M-O-U-S. CKFW yesterday. What I tell you about those eighties. Exactly. Bad. Bad. That's like their worst song, so of course they're going to put it on that CD for you. Oh, I got one that'll make you vomit chunks. That was too short. Where the hell is it? Cut eight. Well, let's try Take this again. again. CKFW! Oh. <laughs> oh, not so great. The beating crew, yeah. Cutting crew. Tragic. <laughs> Good. 
Thank God for that. 766 votes on the poll. It's not so bad. You have to keep chewing out Mike in Melbourne. He tried his best. Wasn't very good, but he tried his best. And there's the old file footage of him taking old Kenny Boy lay away in handcuffs. Piece of crap. Anyway, here's the uh, skinny on that. You want the skinny on it? All right, give me the dope. What a stupid expression that is. Here's the skinny. Oh, man. Enron former chief executive Jeffrey Skilling and founder Kennedy Lay were found guilty of conspiracy and fraud in the granddaddy of all corporate fraud cases just moments ago. On the sixth day of deliberations, a jury of eight women and four men convicted the former executives of misleading the public about the true financial health of Enron, they should only croak, whose collapse uh, in late 2001 symbolized the weave, uh, wave of corporate fraud that swept the U.S. earlier this decade. Well, it's the new economy against the old economy and the new fraud against the old fraud, yeah. How come they didn't put their ass in jail, too, along with them? Skilling was found guilty. And, and I'm going to tell you what really, you know what really, it, it's, it's so outrageous. And it shows you how stupid so many people are. You know this Jim Cramer guy that they got on the gambling channel on CNBC? Mm -hmm. The guy that they yanked off of there at one time because of the fact that you know, he had a conflict of interest and was mm -hmm. promoting uh, his own stuff. Now he's got his own show, and when I'm channel surfing every now and then, I'll come in. He's a crazy person, and he's talking about people investing their money. It's like a vaudeville act. You know, I mean, it would be one thing if you're talking about, uh, you know, what to wash the dishes with or Billy Mays or, yeah. or something silly. He's talking about investing your money. It's like a comedy act. Well, well, I guess when you come right down to it, it fits right in with the fraud. Show now. It's a dog and pony show, baby. It's all a big dog and pony show. And whatever you people do, the best advice I'll ever get you, don't get sucked into buying that Banjo Bird Group, Inc., BBGI. Anyway, Skilling was found guilty on 20 counts of conspiracy fraud, false statements, and insider trading. He was found not guilty on eight counts of insider trading. Lay was found guilty on all six counts of conspiracy and fraud. Oh! In a separate bench trial, Judge Sim Lake ruled Lay was guilty of four counts of fraud and false statements. Both Lay and Skilling could face 20 to 30 years. Man. Prison legal experts say, oh, hallelujah. The verdict is a major victory for the government. Marks the end of one of the most scandalous chapters in the history of corporate America. And, of course, the way they say, the way they say that, like it's a major victory for the government, of course, we're supposed to forget that Kenny Boylet was almost certainly right. in on those secret energy meetings with your vice president. Absolutely. Was bunk flying around with your president. With plane. Right. Uh, That's right. You know. And then after all, they, they uncovered all this scandal. Like, oh, Kenny who? We yeah. don't know Kenny Boy. Houston-based Enron, one of the hottest companies on Wall Street, imploded in a matter of months after Skilling abruptly resigned as CE oh. in August 2001. Lee, who was chairman at the time, postponed his retirement plans to return to the helm. Enron's collapse marked the first of the high-profile corporate scandals that rocked the nation, followed by WorldCom, Global Crossing, Adelphia, and Tyco. The wave of fraud led to passage of the Sarbanes-Oxley law that tightened oversight of how American companies are audited. After government investigation, that took four and a half years. Prosecutors presented evidence that Lay and Skilling orchestrated a conspiracy to artificially inflate profits, hide millions in losses, and misrepresent the true nature of the company's finances. The defense argued it was impossible to get a fair trial in Houston, the epicenter of Enron's collapse. Over 16 weeks, the government presented 22 witnesses, including former top executives, who testified that Skilling and Lay fostered a culture that put the company's image and stock price above anything else at any cost. Oh, yeah, let's put some lipstick on this pig. Remember that? That wasn't yes, this one. That was some other one. Let's put some lipstick on this pig. Right. <coughs> and peddle it to the poor unsuspecting public out there so they can take their hard-earned money and stick it in a dead machine, man. Outrageous. Yeah. Stick that money in a dead machine. Those people ought to be in jail at those casinos. And I'm sure, I'm damn sure that in South Florida they're not going to be doing that to the public, are they? They're going to be doing that? Yes. Oh. 780 votes on the poll. We got that 800 licked, okay? If we can get 900, I think that should satisfy even the most nagging of the vote counters, don't you think? No. Goldfish has two votes, by the way. 
Oh, here's a fax that says, I usually don't listen to your radio station out of 10 to 2, but because of the heat playoffs, yeah. I've turned in a few times over the past few weeks, and now I know what's wrong with your station. Greed. Too many ads. Four out of five times I turn on QA and I hear commercials open out during your show. Not during the show because we uh, have a limit in my contract. They can't run more than 16 minutes an hour. It's a damn good thing we did because they'd be running like eight. They'd be, they'd be running 80 minutes an hour. Mm-hmm. I would guess that out of every hour, at least 40 minutes of it is either an ad, station promo, traffic, sports update, the same update repeated over and over. Uh, on WIOD, WINZ, or any other cheap channel station, you get at least 40 minutes of talk per hour. You think that's from Pete Bolger? <laughs> Regardless of who the host is, no one wants to listen to so many commercials. Also, when is you going to reel a station where you go, ah, here we go, now we get, here's the best paragraph, I take back whatever I just said. Because Pete Bolger isn't smart enough to know this. You read the second paragraph? I did. And? Still touching myself. Also, when is your station going to realize that sports programs should be limited to a few hours in the evening? Like we used to have an IOD sports talk, 6 to 8 p.m. Revolutionary. That's more, more than enough to talk about and, and that. And we had Sunday doing the updates in the morning. How many times can one person listen to the same swill repeated again and again? At this point, you'd probably be getting better ratings if you'd revert to Channel 56 Tiger Radio programming. I think you got a good point. Now, what was that one jingle? He's a tiger. Was that Roby Young? Yeah. Was right. That? I don't think I have that one. Do I? I must have oh, it because I think I'd be playing it. Huh? Roby Young, he's a tiger. I don't think that's it. I mean, we got... John Boyahan on Sports Radio. That's that whole sports radio, you know? Kill it. Just can it. Sports radio my ass. I don't think I can find that damn thing. Damn it. Yeah, damn it is right. I do have... Oh, oh, John Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> the pain. From so far across the floor now. Gregory Abbott, shake you down. Shake you booty and shake you down. Oh, brother, bring you down. That's what that did. I'm going to read that second paragraph again from this very anonymous, astute uh, broadcaster. Well, it's obviously an inside job. When is your station going to realize that sports programming should be limited to a few hours in the evening? How many times can one person listen to the same spell repeated again and again? At this point, you'd probably be getting better ratings if you revert to Channel 56 Tiger Radio programming. That's true, except from 10 to 2, where we're still doing pretty damn well, especially since we're surrounded with, you know, ones and twos and oh. O's. See, they, they thought the only O we had was the big O early in the morning. Surprise! We got two more O's. Oh. Two to three oh. and three to four oh. as an O.5. We, we could do better having just a transmitter make vibrating sounds for two hours between two and four. Yeah, like that would be good. And I, and I think we could do it. Sure as hell beats that. Oh, my God. That vibrating sound. I'm a one-note Charlie. Wow. Don't forget that'll be on at the two. Try to remind, try to uh, overlook it. 1227 and 560 WQM at the Melting Pod. Man, they got some really good stuff waiting for you. A four-course dining experience. Like I always tell you, when you go to the Melting Pod, uh, don't eat all day. 
Do a little, right. maybe have like Fast. a little snack for lunch. That's right. Because this isn't just another meal. You know, not just a burger or a steak even. It's a fantastic four-course experience. We're going to be dipping and dunking, man. And there's nothing like dipping and dunking. Enjoy a variety of unique entrees and special melting pot dipping sauces. Start your dinner out with a melting pot's renowned cheese fondue. Serve with three different breads, Granny Smith apples, crisp veggies. Even stick your thumb in there, man. Next, the choice is salads, all with the melting pot's homemade dressings. And then the entrees include lobster. Filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello mushrooms, duck, and lots more, cooked in oil and broth. And the sauces are fantastic, but don't overdo it because you're going to want to save a lot of room for dessert. Oh, God. In fact, at the melting pot, dessert is like the entire experience. The chocolate fondue is so good that it'll put you into heaven. Dip your fresh strawberries, bananas, pineapple, all your favorite fruits in there. Plus your cheesecake and brownies topped off with tasty marshmallows rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers. It'll send your blood sugar skyrocketing to the moon. The Melting Pot, they're all over town, so if you want something delicious and different and uh, inexpensive, this is the place for you. Take the whole gang this weekend to the pot nearby you. You'll find a Melting Pot in Fort Lauderdale, Coral Springs, Boca, North Miami Beach, Kendall, and most prestigious, Cooper City. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. This is an ABC News special report. I've asked for a few minutes of your time to discuss the reform of America's immigration system. Mexico is our neighbor and our friend. America can be an open door to the future. The border should be open to criminals, drug dealers, and terrorists. The men and women of our Border Patrol are doing a fine job, and over the past five years, they have apprehended and sent home about six people entering America illegally. And most are sent back home within 26 years. Thank you, and good night. So I'm finishing up my cashews from yesterday, my planter's cashews. Yeah. Mayonnaise yeah. are good. You like cashews? Very much. They're probably high in something bad. They're salted, first probably, of all, which yeah. is really good. Huh? Big deal. My blood sugar, my blood pressure is just fine. They're really good. 795 votes on the poll. Bad poll. We apologize in advance. And Mike and Melbourne will come to each of your homes and give you a big kiss on the cheek. Whatever cheek you show them. Rectum. Just as his way of making amends for this really uh, smarmy poll today. Huh? Should be our worst problem. Five six seven oh five sixty. But it ain't. What is our worst problem? Oh, where do we start? <laughs> oh no, you're not going to start in again, are you? I no, think no, I me. just figured it out. What's that? I think that uh, Joe Bell and Norma probably are in some kind of a meeting together. They're probably behind closed doors. Maybe they elope. Maybe they're on a cruise. That could be it. Maybe they're cruising. Uh huh. With Rosie. Maybe they're cruising Biscayne Boulevard. I know a lot of us used to do that many years ago. Why? Up and down the old boulevard. Yeah. Even in Hollywood there, by the Hollywood Circle, or a lot of guys used to cruise around that circle. I did not know that. Not that I ever did that. Well, boy, these are, it's a good thing there's not too many of these left. Because one thing about nuts. Yeah. yeah. Can't eat just one? No, seriously, they're, because they're carbohydrates. Uh-huh. Oh, are you going to start? What? Because they're carbs, you, they, they stimulate your appetite. Mm-hmm. So can you So you could open up one too? of these big tins of planter's cashews, and you could practically, eat the, at least I could, eat the whole damn thing. There's no question. They're really damn good. They're mm-hmm. addictive. Love cashews. They're After my favorite the nuts. first 500 of them, man, you can go nuts. WQAM, hello. <laughs> I love eating nuts. WQAM, hello. Hey, brother. Okay. See, now that was good. I, I like the way that worked out very well. See the way that works? Filled a nice little niche. Mm-hmm. Well, no, what I'm saying is that I got killed two birds with one uh, bang there. Give me more bang for the buck. WQAM, hello. Hey, are you... WQAM, Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I, I want to comment on the uh, the commercials. 
the fact that those other uh, stations have so such long commercials, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 40 minutes an hour, is a disservice to the, ad- to the advertisers because I listen to talk radio all the time and it's rarely called in, but I listen to your commercials, but no, it's only going to be four minutes. These other commercials that are 20 minutes long, when I hear it come on, I just turn it off. Right, switch of course. Station, so. Right. It was, it was like during those breaks on the Stern show. They used to go on for like 17, 18, 20 minutes. Who exactly. in their right mind is going to listen? And who, what, what advertiser with any kind of a brain wants to put his uh, spot in the middle of a 20-minute uh, commercial break? Who is going to be listening to it? That's my, that's my opinion. I agree with that. So. Amen. I just want, you might want to point that out to your manager. Oh, yeah, if we ever find out where they are. Okay, thanks, Pally. <laughs> Take yeah. care. Who they are and where they are. It's like a big... Now, I'm sure that since we talked about it, your fearless leader probably poked his little head in the door and said, Oh, I'm around. <laughs> How's everybody? Did he do that? No. no. Oh, really? Wow. This mystery is really deepening, isn't it? Okay. You don't think so? I'm fine. You don't think it's a coincidence that he just kind of like vanished off the face of the earth? Well, he's got that other station to manage over there down the road a piece. Get out of here. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'll have to nail it down. There was a comma in that. I didn't do a very good reading on that. There was a comma in there somewhere. I think between my and ass. Looked like a comma, like a little hook. 806 votes. The uh, cashews are done. That's bad. Oh, let me get started eating on the air again. All right, yeah, don't do that. It's a very bad habit. It's disgusting and it's grotesque. And you guys lately, I know what they're doing all the time, except today. Probably that's because there ain't no food in there. Probably. 807 on there, and a the goldfish has got two. We've got two goldfish. Madonna defends mock crucifixion. She has defended her controversial mock crucifixion in her stage show, saying it is part of an appeal to the audience to donate to AIDS charities. I don't think Jesus would be mad at me in the message I'm trying to send, uh, send she told the New York Daily News. <coughs> you, oh, see, you shouldn't be eating nuts. Oh, that's salt, a little too salty for me. UK and US church groups condemned the stunt after the singer began a 51-day world tour in L.A. A Church of England statement asked why Madonna felt the need to promote herself by offending so many people. Madonna performed the ballad live and lived to tell while suspended from a giant mirrored cross on Sunday's opening night. I wonder if she had a crucifix like Linda Blair. It burns. Images of poverty in the developing world were shown on video screens while numbers ticked away to represent the 12 million African children orphaned by AIDS. Jesus taught me that we should love thy neighbor, Madonna told the newspaper. And she loves them often. David Muir of the Evangelical Alliance accused the singer of blatant insensitivity. Madonna's use of Christian imagery is an abuse, and it's dangerous, he said. She should drop it from the tour, and people need to find their own means of expressing their disapproval. This is not the first time the pop star's conscious about what we did that thing about Like a Virgin. The video for Like a Prayer also brought condemnation from groups claiming it was blasphemous. The Confession World Tour reached Britain in July. You holding your breath? We'll let you, yeah. we'll let you know when Especially if she came into the room, I'd hold my breath. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, what a stench. God. Do you even imagine? She's into funk music. And don't forget, she's into that uh, Jews for uh, Goyim thing. Oh, yeah. What is that? Kabbalah. Oh, is that? Okay, that's enough of that. People are having trying to have their lunch now. It's right in the middle it's of the lunch. The only song of hers I don't dislike. Oh. Coincidentally. Well, what's wrong with, uh, too commercial, though, but what's wrong with, uh, well, what's the, what was that big hit she had? Which one? She had the million. No, 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 the very commercial one. We want uh, Like a oh, Bergie? Borderline? Lucky Borderline. Star? Borderline. I don't like it. Why not? I bet you got it there, though. Oh, yeah, I got them all. Well, let's hear a little of Borderline. What's wrong with Borderline? I don't like it. I think it's just fine. There it is. It's just, yeah. What's wrong with it? Don't like it. Do you like that song, Josh? I'll tell you in a second. Get out of here. You don't know from Borderline? Oh. Oh, now I do. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. It's good. 
very gay, but you know, it's okay. It's not gay. Get yeah. out of here. Extra gay. gay. See a guy wearing like spandex pants doing the John Travolta Saturday night. All her music is pretty gay. Gay. Oh, this is the long version, obviously. Good. We're going to pick us up till midnight. Here's our new format on QAM. Oh, Madonna. Spandex expanded version. But it was like 682 hours. See, but I got your favorite Madonna song right here. I don't, that's the only Madonna song I like. No, you like this one. You play it all the time. No, I don't. You play it in the car. You dance to it in your box. I hate it. Sounds awfully gay to me. It's uh, especially gay. Oh. <laughs> Careful. Don't choke on the nuts. Relapse. I love eating nuts. Yeah, she dreamt of Alberto San Pedro last night. Maybe she knows uh, what's his name. Whatever happened to him anyway? Who? Alberto San Pedro's son. Oh, I don't know. I'm not keeping track of that. <laughs> Twenty till one at five sixty WQAM. We got eight hundred and ten votes. We're gonna make nine hundred a day. That'd be okay, wouldn't it? Now, if Josh would have like really leaned on that and begged and pleaded, we could have cajoled this audience to get us to a thousand. But you know what? We really don't care. Oh, we still got a chance. Get out of here! You're crazy. I'm telling you, there ain't no chance in your pants. I'll tell you that right now. There's no way chance for a thousand. See, after all of this time, you you've got to go with the flow. You got to know where where, where it's got to be at a given time. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that at 12.41, if we got 812 votes, we need 100 188 votes in an hour and 20 minutes. You're hyperventilating, man. You're you're doing heavy duty, heavy substance. You're like uh, got those awful shrooms, man, from Amsterdam. You're soaking in it. I wait till we get to that the Walmart story. You're like that. Got a good anti-Walmart story. Let me just click it once before we do the break. Now maybe maybe you got a point. Maybe they're gonna go, go nuts for us here. Really come through big time, huh? We had 8:12 before I clicked it, and now we got. Uh, Eight twelve. This is Neil Rogers. They're falling all over themselves. This is five sixty. No change. First time Madonna made seat loose wearing nothing but silver crosses and metal collars. But when it comes to cash, let me tell you, this blonde baby is tight with a buck. Madonna doesn't travel first class. No, instead she bags her body and jumps in a box. Absolutely, positively don't care how you get there. Be just like Sean Vincent. An early morning pickup with an overnight delivery guarantee. You've got Now, to be honest with you, if I was going to play Madonna a bit, I wanted to play Madonna's Pull My Finger. Oh, yeah. What? You don't think that's a great bit? It's an excellent bit that we'll never be able to play again. <laughs> but it gets to a certain point. Well, we can play a part of it. Yeah. Like the first five seconds? No. Something in my house. It's not my cat. It's not a mouse. That's the sounds you're going to hear. Somebody trying to put a lawnmower. I'm not going to that part. Don't ask me questions. Tell you lies. Put your head between my thighs for a smell that starts to linger. All you do is pull my finger. For a smell that starts to linger. There you go. We can play it now. That's more than five seconds. 
Yeah. Now, Mike in Melbourne's getting defensive about the poll. Don't be defensive, Mike. And he, it was my bad. You know what we left off, Josh? What's that? I hate this poll. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. And I bet that's going to get a lot of votes on this thing. See, if we'd, have, if we'd have had that on there, we'd be like a 900 right now. We'd be bubbling under. We'd have it licked. Just like that bubbling? We'd have it licked like that broad's toes in the car. <laughs> that still cracks me up. Anyway, he says, sorry about the pool, Neil. Must not have enough hatred in it, says Mike in Melbourne. And you're right, Mike. That's a good point. And I hate this pool. This is the hatred that they're looking for. they got to hate something, even if it's only the pool. They hate it. <laughs> like that. Excellent point, Mike. So let's get that on there right away, because we got 824. If we can come close to 900 by the top of the hour, which I think is, is silly, that just ain't going to happen. We don't have that many people listening, especially since we stopped taking those great phone calls. That was George's idea, by the way. Oh, here's that story you're going to like. Hercules, California. The Hercules City Council voted unanimously Tuesday night to take the unprecedented step of using eminent domain to prevent Walmart from building a big box store on a 17-acre lot near the city's waterfront. All right. The vote caused most of the 300 people who had packed Hercules City Hall for the meeting to break out in cheers and applause. The city of Hercules is very unique. People from the outside have to understand that, said Hercules Vice President Ed Balico just before the vote, Vice Mayor. During a 90-minute public comment period that preceded the vote, nearly everyone who spoke urged the council to fight Walmart. Good. Throw the bombs out, Hercules resident Steve Kirby said at the podium of Walmart. I wonder if you ever sold Kirby's. Walmart will never understand what we want. Another resident, Anita Roger Fields, expressed concern for her small businesses in the city, saying they could be driven out of business by the discount store, which, of course, is what Walmart does best besides, uh, you know, slave wages. Walmart is the worst thing that could happen to our community. She said they want to crush the competition. Just like Wayne Heisinger, man, huh? We will cross them. Like a big steamroller. The vote is the latest twist in a battle between the city and the discount chain store, which wants to build a store near the city's historic waterfront. The city contends Walmart's plan to build a discount store does not fit with its plans to develop the waterfront into a pedestrian-oriented village with high-end shops and homes. Some residents were infuriated that Walmart had warned that if the city council voted for eminent domain, the move would cost the city millions. I don't like to be threatened, and they threaten my community, Bob Steiner, a CPA and magician who lives in Hercules. <laughs> Said after the vote, a magi- he's a CPA and magician. Oh, God. Uh, he works for Kenny Lay. Works <laughs> magic for your taxes. Yeah. Man. He just waves that magic wand, and all of a sudden, the government owes you a million dollars. Only about four people spoke in favor of Walmart. The city has no guarantees that anybody's going to develop the property if they take it away from Walmart, said Hercules resident Andre Wilson. Well, screw you, Andre. Following the vote, Walmart spokesman Kevin Loskatov said Walmart will evaluate the situation and decide what to do next. Whether they're going to scream or peel a banana. Well, screw them. Anybody with a brain hates Walmart like poison. Evil, un-American, anti-American. And not only that, we don't like them. Okay, see, I hate this poll's already got up here. And just you just barely put that on there. So that was a good way to maybe salvage it, Mike. Maybe Mike in Melbourne will save his own poll. 831 votes. I don't think so. I think we got started on this bandwagon a little bit too late now, but you never know. 833, they're coming in in pairs now, in matched pairs, side by each. We need 167, and what do we got? 60, 80 minutes. That, that's only two a minute. That's what I'm saying. I think we could actually do it. If you put the full-court press on right now, of course, leave out in that equation. We don't want to start with an NBA crap. How about those Sabres last night, huh? Oh. I didn't see a minute of it. I wish I'd come home early and seen the whole game. Wish I'd have walked away from that machine, man. Oh, what are they doing to the public? Seriously, I, I very seldom, you know, you win, you win, you lose, you lose. You know, they're not going to change my life. But I was so angry there last night. I just wanted to take a shotgun and start blowing people away. You know, just for the hell of it. Not for any special reason, just just for the hell of it. You know, just crazy. 
A university of saying, now this is in uh, Minneapolis, okay? This, this is going to piss you off. Kind of punks, kind of brainwashed, brain-dead, mesmerized idiots. He looks like Jerry Sarner, as a matter of fact. His name is Ben Kessler. The University of St. Thomas Honors graduate has scolded his fellow seniors at Saturday's commencement ceremony for being selfish, apologized this week for offending people during his politically charged speech. Ben Kessler, an academic All-America football player, plans to become a priest, chastised students for using birth control, criticized them for a recent food fight, and upheld the St. Paul University's controversial policy against allowing unmarried faculty and staff members in romantic relationships to room together on school trips that involve students. Then he got into other figures of society, and one of my classmates next to me stood up and walked out, said Daphne Ho, a graduating senior whose family traveled from Hong Kong for the celebration. In a prepared statement released this week by St. Thomas, Kessler said that he had tried in his speech to look back at some issues faced by the university and society and then look ahead. Instead of providing hope for all, I offended some by my words, Kessler said. I sincerely do apologize to each person if I offended. Well, guess what? They don't accept it, okay, Ben? You jackass. You getchki. He's, he's a football player. He's going to be a priest. And, of course, he'll continue taking uh -huh. showers naked with young guys. So I apologize. To, we don't accept it. Kessler, 21, of Janesville, Wisconsin. Oh, look at, look at this. I'll get back to that in a second. Now, what is this? You notice the name is blocked out on this? Yeah, it's a dine. You see oh, it's this uh, iodine again. Chronic. Oh, God. Telling us stuff we already knew. It says, using the Jim Man... Man I don't you like the way it's spelled Mandage? Manwich. <coughs> Jim Manwich, quote, This station stands for nothing in regard to WQM is misleading. That drop originated at WIOD when Brian Cox was threatening to sue the station and Phil Henry, blah, 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 blah. Now, well, who cares about that, okay? It, it, it applies whenever the hell we use it, okay? It's I, like, I, uh, I love it when people tell us where yeah. we uh, get the drops right, from. Right, exactly. We were the ones that they got them the in the first place. Mr. Hotshot. Probably some stupid board op that got canned at IOD is Mr. Iodine. Right. Now they're chronic. You get rid of the chronic callers, now we've got to worry about the chronic faxes. Well, I know what we're going to do to them. We're just going to trace the faxes and have uh, somebody go to their home, you know? And just sit on their doorstep making sounds like like that. Or even worse, like that all day. And all, all night, keep them awake. Kessler, 21, of Janesville, Wisconsin, was invited to speak after receiving the 2006 Tommy Award, given each year to a distinguished senior and voter students, the staff and faculty. He was a start offensive tackle for the Tommies and attended the university. That sounds so gay. Doesn't it, Josh? A little bit, yeah. The Tommies and attended the university's minor seminary. St. John Vianney, where he majored in philosophy and business. He graduated with a four-point oh. grade point average. Well, big deal. Present for his 15-minute speech at O'Shaughnessy Stadium on the school's campus were Archbishop Harry Flynn, other dignitaries, and more than 900 graduates. The speech prompted booing and walkouts, even more than John McCain. Who, by the way, you know, he's got some nerve ripping into those uh, kids there at uh, New College, John McCain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're really, oh, they don't want to learn new things. Now, they, they heard the same old crap from you before, okay? You don't want to learn new things. You political panderer. And he's there with that fat-faced Jerry Falwell piece of crap. Oh, God. Anyway, it says it start, he started out pretty well, meaning uh, Ben. And then out of nowhere comes these bombshells about things he'd seen that irritated him, said Chris Kearney, a graduating senior from Hibbing, Minnesota. Never been in Minnesota, have you? Yes. They don't like Jews there. The heart of the speech was about making selfish decisions. So when I went up to get my diploma afterward, I told him he made some good points about being selfish. And he's the man who was selfish enough to ruin hundreds of people's graduations, Kearney said. You go, baby, Chris. Several students were seen crying while others hollered to get Kessler off the stage. Brandon Molesky, a 2002 St. Thomas graduate, was in the crowd to watch his girlfriend get her diploma. Dozens of students literally started walking out when he brought up birth control issues. And at one point, I thought a riot would break out, Molesky said. I give him credit because he kept on going when everybody started booing and heckling. 
At one point, he was talking about the meaning of true happiness, and someone in the audience stood up and screamed, I'll be happy when your speech is done. <laughs> right. Woo! The Reverend Dennis Deese, St. Thomas, as in Deese and that, St. Thomas president said in a prepared statement that he accepted Kessler's apology and that he regrets, regrets that graduates, family, and guests were offended. I've shared my sentiments with Mr. Kessler that it was not appropriate for him to use the commencement exercise as a venue to express his opinions on several issues. Well, there you go. Screw you, Ben. Jackass. The priest would be a good place for him, okay? He'd probably do a lot of unpopular things, like molesting altar boys, stuff like that. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, and it goes to show you, don't let your kids shower with other kids naked because then all of a sudden they're going to want to go into the priesthood. They're going to want to start invading the rectumry. And that's bad. Ain't it? Somehow. 850, man. I think we got, I don't know. What do you think? 64 minutes, 150. Now it's starting to, I don't know. My hopes are starting to fade fast. I thought, well, once you put I hate this pool on there, it does have seven. Here's the true test for this audience, baby. We got, it's 1256. We got 64 minutes. We need a riot on our website. When you say a quiet riot, a quiet feeding frenzy riot. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hey, buttheads, it's the one to two hour. 860, we need 140 votes in an hour. You could do it. You got to lean on it. Crank it. Swing it. I can't know much Smack about it. her. I don't know why she ain't the politician that people like. All I know is when she's up there and making a speech, no one puts foot in mouth faster than Hillary. Yes. Hillary is everything alright. Somehow your message don't come out right. I went in. Okay, it's 101. We got 59 minutes. We need, uh, let's see, let me refresh it. Probably still 860. What do you think? Oh, 864. They're coming in in small chunks, in little teeny tiny chunks, just like those tidbits. If WQM <laughs> had a mascot, what should it be? A fat Jew, 313. An amoeba. We should have put jellyfish, but we'll stick with amoeba because that was the mic. Uh, one, uh, 197. A jackass, 149. A bull, because they're full of bullshit, 84. A hyena, for that high-pitched squeak that comes through your radio. Starting at two, by the way. A hyena, 59. Cowardly lion, 58. A vampire bat for blood-sucking salespeople, 12. I hate this pool, 8. And a goldfish, 5. 864. We can do it. I thought Josh was hyperventilating and just... Uh, look at that. There's five more. 869. 131. They're rallying. Huh? They're rallying. Are they making a rally? Rally. Sally? All right. Let's see if this audience can really do it. I know they sure as hell did it back when we had that phony Greg Kotex blog poll. You remember that with the people across the street? <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, we were the only ones on the station, as usual. We were the ones that have to, like, stick our ass out there on the, on the limb. And the rest of the people, you know, all the same old, just like that fast said before, the same stuff over and over. I mean, we may give you a lot of crap on this show, but at least we give you different crap, right? Right. Every day it's different crap. I mean, listen. For example, in two good stories. Thank you very much, whoever faxed these in. St. Louis, a middle school teacher, was arrested after police said he showed up at school drunk, asked one of his students to fetch cognac, then fondled a student and made sexual remark to another. The teacher, Sterling Johnson, was charged with misdemeanor assault and a misdemeanor count of disturbing the peace. The school system will seek to have him fired at it, said Craig Williams, superintendent of public schools in St. Louis. Johnson, 55, an industrial arts teacher at the Pruitt Military Academy, a maggot school in the district. Pruitt. I wonder if he's kind to Greg Pruitt, played for the Cleveland Browns. 
And Mike Pruitt, who also played for the Cleveland Browns. 876, what do you think? You can do it. What's your analyzation, Josh? Uh, it's going to be tough. 877, huh? It's going to be tough. We need 123 in 57 minutes. That, that's just a little more than two a minute. That's like one every uh, 30 seconds. Not 30, man. Oh, come on. With the zillions of people we got listening out there, hop on that poll, baby. Hop on it. Give it a shot. After arriving at the school Monday morning, police said Johnson asked a student to retrieve a bag containing a bottle of cognac from... Actually, you know whose fault it is that we don't have the 1,000 already? Who? Mine. Oh. You want to know why? Why? Because ordinarily I put the next day's poll on there around, you know, between oh, 5, 7, yeah. or 8 o'clock at night. And I didn't get home till like midnight or 11.30. So we'd be way over 1,000 already. So I don't know why you keep bitching out Mike in Melbourne who, you know, they get a, you know what are you bitching him out for? doesn't matter. It's my fault. Bitch me out. Anyway, this is too important to a Passover. After arriving at school Monday morning, police said Johnson asked the student to retrieve a bag containing a bottle of cognac from his car. Police then said Johnson rubbed the buttocks and thigh of a 13-year-old girl and directed a sexual remark at another 13-year-old girl. He rubbed the buttocks and thigh. The principal ordered the teacher, who's been teaching for 22 years, to leave after becoming aware of his behavior. Johnson complied, but returned a short time later and was arrested. William said a hidden bottle of booze was found in Johnson's classroom. Maybe he wanted to share. Not well, just the booze. Drink. Yeah, there you go. Not just the booze. He wanted to share uh, all That's his great. good stuff. <clears throat> he said it's all good. 877, man. You know, it would be really bad if we came real close, like on a verge. And then, oh, 889. Now, there's a nice jump. See, this is like counting the votes uh-huh. on Election Day. Only we don't have an in with Diebold, so we can't fix the result like Bush can. 889. Man, that's fine, huh? Need 111. Mm-hmm. In 55 minutes. Now, that do the math on that. That's almost exactly to a minute. Boy, if we can't do that, we might as well. We're not coming back tomorrow. Okay. If we can't get to 1,000 by one by 2 o'clock, we're not coming back tomorrow. Any of us. Right? Is that a deal? Sure. Let's do the Masonic. The uh, Oh, now, let me see. Oh, that's right. Saturday morning at 10, you've got to watch that show. That's right. And then Monday morning, we want your analyzation, because that's right up your alley. You know, that's, that's, sure. your, uh, that's your area of expertise. Right. Worthless crap. We're all that ancient, not just worthless crap, but ancient worthless crap. You bet. Sydney, Nebraska. A judge said a five-foot-one man convicted of sexually assaulting a child was too small to survive in prison and gave him ten years probation instead. <laughs> oh, I think he's the new sales guy. Well, it's about time the uh, short people caught a break. Right, that's right. His crimes deserved a long sentence, District Judge Christine Kavaka said, but she worried that Richard W. Thompson, 50, would be especially imperiled by prison dangers. You are a sex offender. You did it to a child, she said, but she said that doesn't make you a hunter. You don't fit in that category. Thompson will be electronically monitored the first four months of his probation and was told to never be alone with someone under age 18 or date or live with a woman whose children are under 18. So Kava also ordered Thompson to get rid of his pornography. He faces 30 days... 30 days of jail, 30, man. each year of his probation, unless he follows its conditions closely. I want control of you until I know you've integrated the change into your life, the judge told Thompson. I truly hope that my bet on you being okay out in society is not misplaced. Okay. Well, there you go. That business about uh, guys marrying women that have young children, I happen to know two people like that. I'm not going to use their names on the air. I think you know who both of them are. Okay. No, no, I take that back. I know three people. All right. I know who two of them are. Well, no, I'll tell you the other one tomorrow. All right. No, you know who the other one is. It's just not registering right now. Okay. But at any rate, well, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who who did exactly that? They married, uh, but at any rate, 900 votes. We can do it now. I can smell it. Can you smell it? I smell something. Good God. Man, what an aroma. 900 votes. And uh, we got to hand this one to Josh because if we wouldn't have started persevering, we never would have done it. Because I, I just gave up. 
And, of course, to show you, all you people out there with absolutely no talent whatsoever and basically no life, don't ever give up, okay? I have no life. All right, don't give up. Just like, like some of the people that we keep dumping and rejecting, they never give up, do they? No, they never will. Well, let's see. WQAM, until they give hello. up the ghost. WQAM, hello. So, because he said to See, I, I love that, because then I can kill two birds with one click. I like that. This is working better than I ever dreamed it could. Demonstrators would be barred from disrupting military funerals at national cemeteries under legislation approved by Congress and sent to the White House. You know, this is Fred Phelps. And when he deserves, next time you start your car, Fred. Yeah, and his daughter. Yeah, oh, yeah, another one. The measure passed by voice vote in the House Wednesday, hours after the Senate passed an amended version, specifically targets a Kansas church group, Fred Phelps and his Farbison, that has staged protests at military funerals around the country, claiming the deaths were a sign of God's anger at U.S. tolerance of homosexuals. The act will protect the sanctity of all 122 of our national cemeteries as shrines to the gallant dead, Senate Majority Leader Bill Fist said prior to the Senate vote. It's a sad but necessary measure to protect what should be recognized by all reasonable people as a solemn, private, and deeply sacred occasion, he said. Under the Senate bill approved without objection by the House with no recorded vote, the Respect for America's Fallen Heroes Act would bar protests within 300 feet of the entrance of a cemetery and within 150 feet of a road into the cemetery from 60 minutes before to 60 minutes after a funeral. Those violating the act would face up to a $100,000 fine, up to a year in prison. The sponsor of the House bill, Representative Mike Rogers of Michigan, said he took up the issue after attending a military funeral in his home state where mourners were greeted by chants and taunting and some of the most vile things I've ever heard, he said. Families deserve the time to bury their American heroes with dignity and in peace, he said Wednesday, before the House vote. The demonstrators are led by the unctuous, the insane Reverend Fred Phelps of Topeka, Kansas, who has previously organized protests against those who died of AIDS and gay murder victim Matthew Shepard. In an interview after the House bill passed, Phelps said Congress was blatantly violating the First Amendment rights to free speech in passing the bill. He said if the bill becomes law, he'll continue to demonstrate, but would abide by the restrictions. Senator Pat Roberts, Republican from Kansas, said the loved ones of those who die have already sacrificed for the nation. It must allow them the right to mourn without being thrust into a political circus. Into a circus. Who's going to save us from the circus that's become QAM, huh? Who's going to save us from the circus? It sure ain't going to be that Norma, not that child. Maybe he, like, uh, in the hospital, would like, so maybe he got the hemorrhoids. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? Maybe maybe he is on a hot date with the Joe Bell. I don't know. Have you seen Joe Bell? Is he, I mean, no, no, he, no. And uh, Joe Bell response, is uh, out to lunch with Clarence and Bruce Beasley. Who? Out to lunch with Clarence and Bruce Beasley? That's you right. You mean as in Beasley, B-B-G-I? That's right. As in Banjo, Bud, you think? Oh, man. Maybe he's getting fired at it. would be really good. I think that's a hell of an idea. Maybe they're firing Bruce. That's an even better idea. He, now, what did you say, out to lunch? Did you put a period at the end of that? Uh, yeah. Now, you, don't, you don't have to answer that. That was a rhetorical question. 913, old bean. How do you like that? We got 49 minutes, and we only need 87 votes. That's a piece of cake. We will do it. That means we might show up again tomorrow. This guy, and I see this guy sent us two good stories. Now he's in a feeding frenzy, but thanks anyway. Yeah. That's okay. It's good. It's funny. Orange County, this is Orlando, Orange County Deputy Sheriff was zapped by his own stun gun Wednesday night during a scuffle with a suspect, as already said. About 9 o'clock last night, Deputy Joseph Ingraham, I wonder if he's kind of Dave Ingraham, pulled over a driver at Holden Avenue and Orange Blossom Trail, and the man took off running. When Ingraham caught up with him, he used his department-issued taser to subdue him. After the initial shock, the man jumped up and wrestled with Ingraham. During the struggle, the man burned the taser on Ingraham. A suspect who refused to identify himself never took possession of the weapon. Uh, Ingraham was not seriously injured. The man was arrested on charges of not having a tag assigned to his vehicle, driving without a license, and resisting with violence. All of these. All of these things. Other than that, he was okay. 
Now, where did you find that information out? He's out to lunch with Clarence and Bruce Beasley. Wow. Uh, Robert Grieper told me. Oh, Robert Grieper told you. Well, how come he's not in on the lunch, huh? Our consultant. Because he's only middle-level management. No. You forgot. He's moved up several notches in the totem pole. Nine. Nine notches. <laughs> Man. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he was there orchestrating the whole thing. Just like that band leader, you know, in uh, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I wouldn't be surprised if Robert's there with his arms, you know, flailing all around. Of course, that wouldn't be the first time. Twelve minutes after one at 560 WQM. It's almost Memorial Day, man. It's coming up on Monday. Time for mattress and furniture stores to run their phony sales when they double the price. And then they say, we're going to give you half off. Well, what kind of a big sentence is that? Don't waste time and money driving around shopping for a mattress. Save like never before when you call Dial-A-Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS right now. The prices are lower than the mall stores, even during these so-called half-off sales that they pull on you every year at this time. And only Dial-A-Mattress delivers from 8 in the morning till 10 at night every day. Same-day delivery is available for your call right now. They can be there before the day is out. And like always, you choose the date and time for living within a two-hour window. That's convenient for you. That's why Dollar Mattress continues to be ranked number one in the world for the best customer service in the business. And they don't have any off-brand crap. they got only the top names in the business. Dollar Mattress has the complete line of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Stearns & Foster, Hewitt, Tempur-Pedic, all the brands you know and love and covet. And when you get 1-800-MATTRESS on the phone, you'll get the best prices on the best brands. I've been using them for years, and if you've got a half a brain, you'll avoid all those betting in department stores and those phony sales, and you'll save yourself a lot of gas, time, and money, too. So pick up the phone right now and call 1-800-MATTRESS or shop online at mattress.com. Sleep like a baby as soon as tonight on a great new mattress from Dial-A-Mattress. Call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Hank Goldberg. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. The year before Shaquille O'Neal came on, we were basically one game less than what we've done up to this point. That's not so. Indiana. That was in round two. Yeah, well, so I, I just... Well, you're wrong. I mean, they, the next year, in Shaquille's first year, they went seven games with Detroit in the conference final. They were one game... Be, uh... They went seven games in the conference final. Moron. Had to have one moron this morning. The show was going too well. The Hammer, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 AM. Take a break and laugh out loud with Neil Rogers. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He leaned over and sneaked one and right that in is. my direction, too. Maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I liked him better. I don't know. Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. He made it real obvious, and then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. Introducing the QAM box office, presented by Burger King. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM box office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM box office on Sports Radio 560. It's awesome, baby. QAM, the white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Wednesday at 8.30 with The Hammer. Brought to you by Kendall Toyota, number one on US1, just south of Dateland Mall. Urinazink, the key to a healthy prostate. South BMW on US1, just south of the falls. Be smart, drive south. The White Hot Playoff Edition of the Miami Heat Show, featuring Pat Riley or Randy Fine, wins you at 8.30 with a hammer. An exclusive presentation of 560 QAM. 
Log on to WQAM.com and enter the I Really Need a Florida Vacation Right Now contest to win a trip for four to Orlando, Florida. Winners will stay at the Omni Orlando Resort at Champions Gate. Brought to you by VisitFlorida.com and Sports Radio 560 QAM. Down through 6.7, don't buy BBGI. Kennedy's driving down the street and the car's waving to and fro. 3 a.m. going back to work. Gotta go cast a vote. Hey, Teddy, are you ready for this? Patrick says he didn't have any booze. Wasn't it 37 years ago you went swimming in your shoes? Hey! Another Kennedy avoids a buster. Which side can you trust? Threw an ambient down, then he hit the town. Kennedy avoids a buster. Cops are gonna drive you home. Another Kennedy avoids a buster. I am sober. 118 at 560. Finally got a response from Norma, who's been in court all morning and whatever. I'm not interested. Been courting? He's been courting uh, some runaway. I don't know. Del Shannon. I'm just, you know, uh, he's going to meet with Joe Bell next week, and Joe's having lunch with, uh, well, of course, he doesn't know that. Now he does. With Bruce Beasley and Clarence. Oh, my God. (laughs) The brain trust. I I think we're out of the woods now. Don't you? Feeling better already. Holy moly, especially with Clarence involved. If only Robert Creeper and a beast could be in on that meeting, we'd probably solve all the problems, not just of the radio station, but of the universe by uh, midnight, by 3.30, 9.36. Now, what, what are your thoughts? What's your take? I think you can do it. We can do it? Yeah. That means we need 64 in 41 minutes. I mean, that's, that's like one and a half vote a minute. Now, if you're under 5.2, your vote only counts half. So let us know that. 9.37. But you can start to see now they're, really, they're doing their damnedest. They're trying to, like Hallmark, to send their very best. 9.38. That's pretty great. So we need 62 and 41 minutes. Like I said, that's exactly one and a half per, uh, isn't it? Just right. about? <laughs> okay, so it's not the greatest pull. I didn't put up there in time. And Mike in Melbourne feels really bad about it, too. But then again, if you don't get to 1,000, we just won't come back tomorrow. Oh, you'll be pleased to hear this. Marie Antoinette. The long-awaited feature from Oscar-winning U.S. director Sofia Coppola with a big schnoz mm-hmm. was booed by audiences at the Cannes Film Festival. Ooh. Booed. Hiss. The movie, filmed on location in Versailles, tracks the life of the 14-year-old Austrian princess from her arrival at the French court to the final storming of the palace by angry mobbers. Marie Antoinette is played by Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I like what her. What was that? What was what? I thought I heard somebody in the back there. Here? Yeah. Yeah, you probably did. That was... Uh... That was Carlos Picari coming in to tell us that, uh, you know, we're not ending the show the normal way today. We're going to be playing music to the top of the hour until uh, until whenever he plays the ID. Because we'll be playing the uh, out of these studios. We'll be, we'll be playing the uh, the Hurricanes game. I beg your pardon. Well, I didn't understand it either. We're not going to be ending the show the normal way. No, yeah, normally way. we hit an they ID can, and they can drop. take that hurricane baseball game and they can step away the moon don't shine. Okay, especially since I'm not doing it. Well, you can play some of that cool music you've been playing, or not? Uh, maybe not the '80s stuff. But For how long? No, well, not the 80s. just into, at the top of the hour, he is going to hit the you ID. Mean like, we, like he's going to do what? He's going to hit the ID at the top of the hour. You can just play some music into that, and then we're going to be playing. Uh, the, this studio is going to be you know playing what? Mahjong. You know, the oh, so in other words, when George comes in tomorrow morning again, just like this morning, the studio's going to be, like, turned upside down and inside out, just like today? That's right. Gives me something to do, you know. It's like okay, a puzzle. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out my music for the uh, top of the hour, right. going to the hurricane game. 
Ever, ever play those, uh, you know, brain twisters or whatever? No. Like a Rubik's Cube? No, I'm too stupid to know. That's how uh, the board is in the morning. Okay, that's what we'll play towards the top of the hour. To go right up to that hurricane game. Do we know who they're playing? I realize the game's on KET, but... I can find out. No, no, it's not, it's not important. Don't knock yourself out. No, I'm going to find out. Marie Antoinette is played by Kirsten Dunst, turning into a, in a charming performance as the teenage world who launches into a life of excess to relieve her boredom and loneliness within the court strict confines. It had been expected to be a strong contender for the Palme d'Or as the festival begins the countdown towards Sunday's top award. Coppola, who made the widely acclaimed Lost in Translation, is seen as a gifted director capable of subtle poetic work on the screen, but despite sumptuous sets and costumes and a rollicking rock and roll soundtrack. The film is a disappointing and unconvincing story that prompted sniggers at points and boos which drown out the scattered applause. Snickers? At the end. Snickers. Mm, I could go they for were throwing Snickers, yeah. How do you like that? Dad. Oh, yeah. That's just the Coppola for you. Dad. That, that probably would have gotten a standing ovation in the movie if people had known that what they know now. You know, this, is, three. this is actually very bad news that you're telling us here because Dad. if Why she fails at directing, she might go back to acting. Oh, no, I don't think so. Unless Daddy starts making more movies again. Keep in mind that he's the one with all that nepotism that put... Let's see, I know. His, his father did the music, and she was in a movie, and, you know, everybody, the Gonsamer Spocha was in there, man. And by the way, if the Beasleys don't know what that means, ask Joy, she'll tell you. That bitch. 950 votes on the poll. We need 50 votes in 37 minutes. That's... Oh, so, you know, you know how it's so close? Right. right. You can taste it. You can reach out and practically touch it. Oh, so close. I've, I've had moments like that. When you see what? When yeah. you see somebody who, well, you better not, because uh-huh. you might get a, you know. That's right. Your old smash mouth. But you're so close to something really good, you could practically reach right out and grab it. Oh, God. Anyway, 951, come on. You can do it. We need you to, like, pile onto it, baby. Squeeze it. Robert Shear writes, he didn't disappear. He's all over the place, in spite of the L.A. Times. He writes in The Nation. Do I dare read this whole article? Okay. Because I don't want to start clearing my throat again. You know, I think today's the last day for that. I, hope. I said that yesterday. Pretty good, though, today, huh? I'm pretty much over this crud. Of course, all those hours of losing my ass yesterday kind of helped, I guess. Got it out of my system. I cured both uh, a yeah. heavy wallet and we'll a heavy airplane. George W. Bush received a standing ovation Monday from the National Restaurant Association Convention, which might have been expected had he promised to guarantee the right to exploit immigrant cooks and dishwashers through a guest works pro- a worker program. But that wasn't the president's topic, and the applause came after Mr. Mission Accomplished bragged about the latest incremental progress in Iraq. We have now reached a turning point in the struggle between freedom and terror, Bush claimed to the partial formation of a new Iraqi government under Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki. If you search for this quote on Google, though, be careful not to confuse it with the many other similar moments in Iraq's recent history. For example, two years ago, Bush said, The rise of a free and self-governing Iraq will deny terrorists a base of operation, discredit their narrow ideology, and give momentum to reformers across the region after the U.S. officially turned over sovereignty. And then there was the important milestone Bush celebrated when a temporary governing council was formed in July 2003, the turning point in the history of Iraq, the history of the Middle East, and the history of freedom two months later when the Iraqis elected a parliament, and the selection of a prime minister last month, which was an important milestone toward our victory in Iraq and a turning point for the Iraqi citizens, according to him. With all these turns, it's no wonder Americans are a little unsettled about this quagmire, to use the commander-in-chief's own delicate description of the public's deep and bitter frustration with this war. Despite the public's nausea over the war, hope springs eternal for a White House panicked by the prospect of a Democratic-controlled branch of Congress with the power to investigate its mendacity. And so Bush was back in for Monday, proclaiming that the latest head honcho in Iraq has got the right stuff and that terrorists are quaking in their sandals. 
problem is, like everything about his Iraq policy, since he lied to us about Saddam Hussein being connected with 9-11 terrorist attacks, the president refuses to allow reality into his picture. Because when a government is formed that has no power over a slew of murderous sectarian militias and will govern from behind the walls of a green zone protected by an occupying army, it still lacks the legitimacy of a wooden dinar. Iraqis are becoming foreigners in their own country, said the new prime minister, acknowledging, unlike our president, that things have been getting worse, not better. Bush, on the other hand, is so desperate for positive signs that he's happy just to get a call back from Iraqi leaders. He wouldn't have taken my phone call a year ago, Bush said Monday of the new Iraq parliament speaker. He's Hank Goldberg. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. The year before Shaquille O'Neal came on, we were basically one game less than what we've done up to this point. That's not so. Indiana. That was in round two. Yeah, well, so I, I just... You're wrong. I mean, they, the next year, in Shaquille's first year, they went seven games with Detroit in the conference final. They were one game... Be, uh... They went seven games in the conference final, more Moron. Had to have one moron this morning. The show was going too well. The Hammer, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 AM. Take a break and laugh out loud with Neil Rogers. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He leaned over and sneaked one. And right hey. in my direction, too, maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I like him better. I don't know. Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. It made it real obvious, and then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. Introducing the QAM Box Office, presented by Burger King. Mm -hmm. This is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM Box Office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM Box Office on Sports Radio 560. It's awesome, baby. QAM. Can you believe it? Can you believe how this audience has come through for us in our time of need? Troopers. Oh, man. You see that? Like I told you, forget about the callers. Forget about the faxers. It's the silent asses, the masses out there. The people that have you know, got a little bit something more to do in their life besides I have no life. call 600 times every day and make the same stupid sounds. 968. Isn't that great? It is great. I'd say right now. I would say it's a given, but I don't want to, like, rest on my laurel. 27 past 1 at 5. Oh, wait a minute. Today, a jury in Houston convicted. For yeah, we know that. 27 after 1 at QM. If you're a cigar smoker and want to kick back with a good premium stogie, man, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Brahani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Now, Bahia, Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 rating by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, be sure to try the Bahia Deseo. It's the hottest new release cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. A powerful blaster, man. It'll tear your guts out. A powerful cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper that finishes long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. It's something different. To receive 40% off on all Bahia cigars, tell them that Neil Rogers told you to call and call their toll-free number, 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. On solid. This is 560 QAM. Hank Goldberg. 
Weekday morning, 7 to 10. The year before Shaquille O'Neal came on, we were basically one game less than what we've done up to this point. That's not so. Indiana. That was in round two. Yeah, well, so I, I just... So you're wrong. I mean, they, the next year, in Shaquille's first year, they went seven games with Detroit in the conference final. They were one game... Be, uh, they went seven games in the conference final, moron. Had to have one moron this morning. The show was going too well. The Hammer, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 Take a break and laugh out loud with Neil Rogers. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He leaned over and sneaked one, and right really? in my direction, too. Maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I liked him better. I don't know. Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. He made it real obvious, and then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. Introducing the QAM Box Office, presented by Burger King. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM Box Office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM Box Office on Sports Radio 560. It's awesome, baby. QAM, the white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Voices. <laughs> I listen to all voices. Hey, old buddy. Jesus here. Have you killed all the homos yet? We need their soul. Right, Bob? There won't be anyone left when you get back anyway, son. Don't worry, George. I made you the decider. I'm the decider. Our rock was a good decision. Don Rumsfeld is doing a fine job. And I like the idea of blowing up Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a city of sin anyway. Funny how everyone who goes there says that. Hey, Pop, where's the Virgin Mary? Looking for a sandwich somewhere in France. She makes great sandwiches. That's because she uses real health. Not the time. I hear voices, voices, voices. Sam, is that you? They told me as to can Sam, but I choose to look like a dog today. My only begotten son. I'm the decider. Laura sure looks sexy when she dresses like an old Russian woman. I listen to all voices, 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 voices. Okay, 133 at QI. Now, let me, I'm a little bit confused now. It's a transfer at the top of the hour here as we're switching around, swishing. Just play a tune. Because the game started at 1, according to the schedule, okay? Not that Clarence would make a mistake. Game started at 1 on KET, Hurricanes. They're playing Wake Forest, by the way. Who cares? Did it start at 1 o'clock? Uh, look, I don't know what's going on here, okay? I know that... Uh, you don't know what's going on. If you don't know what's going on, let me tell on, you what I was told. How the hell do we know what's going on? To the top of the hour. Yeah. And okay. they'll take it from there, man. You know? Better get, you better get some other songs ready. Now, this is the one. Just, just warming it up, just warming uh, Neil Young up. When you get to be that old, take it from me. Need a little warming yeah, up. A little massage. Yeah, that's right. Massage is equal. A little drink. 979 votes. So Norma says this, and Norma says that, and he was in court, and you owe him an apology. Okay. I'll really him an ass. I'll huh? send him an email. Don't do that. Just, just leave him alone. I, 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 and then, he, then he's threatening to call me tonight. I don't want to talk to you, Norma. Okay, you get me too aggravated. 
he gets me so freaking aggravated. You know, just uh, go and beat Joe Bell with a hammer. If I had a hammer, I'd ring that bell. <laughs> what? If I had the hammer. So you want to talk about these rumors you were spreading this morning? Yeah, well, the rumor is that... Um... Now, and not only that, but where did you get that? For, we won't talk about what it is, so you're off the hook. That's the, the whole moment. point, is where did I get that? Why? So you like to pretend that you don't know how information goes from one person to another, and it all depends on uh, me not busting my sources. I see. <laughs> this sounds more intriguing than the, 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 the number CIA, of people that will it? talk to me grows. You know that list grows shorter every day. Get out of here! All right, bye. Nine hundred eighty-eight votes. We got it licked, baby. Oh, just like that lady's toes in the car. In the parking lot. Yeah, you're right. I can't stop thinking about that story. There was a follow-up somewhere, and I lost it. I can't Can you imagine? It. She, she goes shopping. She takes her bag. She gets in the car, and as she's, as she's dragging her foot behind her, she feels that something, someone is licking her toes from underneath the car. She's sure it's either a dog or a pretty cat. You know. Yeah. I come to find out it's this prevert who's hanging out underneath the car. Boy, shocking. You know, Josh was right, 989. We got the 1,000 made. Thank you to the audience, man, you guys. Of course, you know why they're doing it? Because they want us to come back tomorrow. Because they realize that I have off on Monday, and you have, and you, you guys got a short show on Monday because we got the big all in there. Boy, we are, we are so half-assed to just, you know, you know something? I think what? it was an omen when we had Craig Mish on last Saturday for a couple hours. Who? Craig Mish. Sorry. And I kept making remember. jokes about he was doing a show from a mosh pit, so it would be mishmash. Well, you were at sick. I see. That's probably what puts you over the edge. But that, that's what we're becoming. We're like radio mishmash. We're like heavenly hash. Free form. Oh, we don't know who's going to be on. Tune in later and see who's going to be on. Like a, like a contest. It might be that or it could be that or who knows what it's going to be. Or it could even be that, God forbid. Huh? Yeah, let's bring him back. <clears throat> what do you think? What do you think, John? Should we bring him back alive or what? Or don't, let's bring him back in a box. Don't forget, you better beef up and be ready to play with the big boys. Oh, he'll be on, uh, I'm sure, uh, somewhere. I don't know. Maybe that big meeting they're having now, that big uh, summit conference, maybe that's finally they're going to do uh, get off the pot. Or maybe they're just sitting around smoking some. Maybe that's probably why George wasn't invited. Because you don't share. I do so. Don't I, John? And you do. You already Ask told me anybody. that you don't. That's not what Joe Costello said. I'm most generous. Amnesty International says President George Bush's tactics in his fight against terrorists have made the U.S. comparable to Augusto Pinochet's Chile and Hafez Assad's Syria in its acceptance of torture and disregard of legal restraints. Ain't that special? Torturing lunatic. Abu Ghraib. Butcher of Washington, man. The Bush administration rejected the charge, said the human rights advocate could use its expertise better, helping Iraqi judges build their case against Saddam Hussein. Oh, yeah, we got him, Saddam we don't have Osama yet. In fact, you saw the story we had on the website yesterday. I think I talked about it. Didn't I get a chance to mention it? I don't remember. How he's moved out of the... Um, yeah, you Bora did. Bora. Yes, you did. And he's moved into Pakistan. Yeah, I, I still think he's on the French Riviera. We got him holed up in a nice a big suite somewhere. Kind of a swimsuit you think he wears. 86 wives and all those other harlots. You think he wears one of those striped ones, you know, with the pants? I think he wears a Hussad Shako. When speaking of amnesty, you know, that's the only time in my life I ever heard that expression. That's got to be yeah. another, great, another great line from Network. Josh was already asleep by that time. Now, if you tell me that you saw that scene, you didn't think that was a panic. Which scene is that? Where the guy, where uh, the great, what Ahmed was Khan. his name? What was his name? Oh, Ahmed Khan. Ah, the great Ahmed Khan was sitting there with his uh, cohorts eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> and she comes in and says, Ahmed, I'm going to make you a movie star, a TV star. And he says, what the F are you talking about? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't sorry, see that sorry. scene? 
I don't remember that scene. Oh, it was you out missed by all then. the good stuff. Oh, I watched, first of all, I watched the movie. I just packed I'm out. I'm going to make you to... a TV star. And he puts the, takes the chicken like halfway out of his mouth. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that is great. And he wears a Hussad Shako. She, she, was, she was great. Uh-huh. And what the hell was her name? Lorraine Hobbs. That's right. I'm a badass commie. Well, we can't say that. No, we can't. When speaking anymore. of Amnesty International, the U.S. State Department spokesman Sean McCormick said, we we think they're pretty good at press releases. Well, whoopee-doo. See that? In other words, nobody's going to tell America what to do. In its annual report of human rights conditions around the world, Amnesty included the U.S. alongside China, Russia, Colombia, Uzbekistan, and others in states that claim anti-terrorism to justify gross violations. And believe me, this Bush crowd, they're pretty damn gross. Amnesty officials speaking at a news conference about release of the report in London, Washington, had particularly harsh words for the Bush administration. It's difficult to believe that the U.S. government, which was once considered an exemplar of human rights, has sacrificed its most fundamental principles by abusing prisoners as a matter of policy, by disappearing detainees into a network of prisons, and by abducting and sending people for interrogation to countries that practice torture, they said. Governments around the world are using double speak and double standards to take advantage of this vacuum of moral leadership. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. I think we ought to call up the great Ahmed Khan and see what he says about it. As soon as he's done with his chicken, I'm sure. <laughs> as soon as he's done with a colonel, right. That, that, that's Every scene in that movie is great, and Josh is good, including the scene where um, the, the Tom Hagen goes out there to see that kid on television. Remember the kid, the bartender? Yeah, he's standing there in front of the TV set, and he wants to see the TV, the Howard Beale show. And they're, they're knee-deep in telegrams. They're up to their... They're drowning in telegrams at the White House. We want the Saudi deal. And like I said, I'd say the uh, network is kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Uh, real good message in the movie, but uh, the movie kind of... Weak execution, is that what you're saying? That's what I was saying. How'd you like to see a, how'd you like to see a strong execution? <laughs> like a how'd Saudi like Arabian to, style execution? How'd you like to be right in the middle of it? Well, guess what movie was on again the other night? I don't know. Network. No. You know... There, some of these movies, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I, I, once they come on, I've seen them a million times, I can't turn it off. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny. Oh, Fargo, one of my favorites. Are you kidding not me? Not that good. I'll never get tired of that movie. And I'm going to tell you, Frances McDormand, she may be one of the greatest, uh, so uh, underrated. You know, she's, she's, she's just fabulous. I mean, I'm going to send you uh, Raising Arizona, because it's the only way you'll watch it. Well, well, even mean, even I, if I send I it. Can, I can afford it. I can go out All and right. buy it. Made by the what same makers of uh, that movie. Just because I had movie? a bad day at Woodbine, and I slept for all the like I said. Uh... <laughs> this is Neil Maybe Rogers. it's on sale. This is 560 Hank Goldberg. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. The year before Shaquille O'Neal came on, we were basically one game less than what we've done up to this point. That's not so. Indiana. That was in round two. Yeah, well, so I, I just... But you're wrong. I mean, they, the next year, in Shaquille's first year, they went seven games with Detroit in a conference final. They were one game... Be, uh... They went seven games in a conference final, moron. Had to have one moron this morning. The show was going too well. The Hammer, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 Take a break and laugh out loud with Neil Rogers. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He leaned over and sneaked one, and right really? in my direction, too. Maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I like him better. I don't know. Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. He made it real obvious, and then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. Introducing the QAM box office. 
Presented by Burger King. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM box office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM box office on Sports Radio 560. That's awesome, baby. QAM, the white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Wednesday at 8.30 with The Hammer. Brought to you by Kendall Toyota, number one on US1, just south of Dayland Mall. Urinizing, the key to a healthy prostate. South BMW, on US1, just south of the falls. Be smart, drive south. The white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Featuring Pat Riley or Randy Fun. Wednesday at 8.30 with The Hammer. An exclusive presentation of 560 QAM. Log on to WQAM.com and enter the I Really Need a Florida Vacation Right Now contest to win a trip for four to Orlando, Florida. Winners will stay at the Omni Orlando Resort at Champions Gate. Brought to you by VisitFlorida.com and Sports Radio 560 QAM. They have all the oil they need to keep the gas flowing. Nothing more than corporate greed. No one to control it. That's a ridiculous call. Up to quick thinking and sex. Now these guys instead are screwing you up. Milty, 1,004 votes. We did it. We did it. Oh. Even David Sampson can't believe we did it. Hey, David, you quizzling. What I you tell you, votes. We did it! Right. Yeah, Josh had his thumb on this one, man, all the way up to his uh, the first joint. And then, of course, George reached in there and grabbed it. If WQM had a mascot, what should it be? A fat Jew, 371. Well, not, we got one fat Jew gone. Okay. So maybe we'd have had about 600 for that, but we got one missing now. What other fat Jews we got? We've got me and the Humper. Who else? Who am I missing? Well, Eddie Kane. Eddie Kane's not fat. My God, he's like a string bean. We don't have Josh Friedman no more to kick around. What a this oh, is true. brother! What a jackass. An amoeba or jellyfish? No uh, spine. Two oh nine. A jackass. One sixty five. A bull because they're full of bullshit. Seventy six. A cowardly lion's moved up nicely. Sixty five and deservedly so. We got balls, baby. About the size of a ball bearing. A hyena with that high pitched voice. That's our specialty. Keep listening. You'll hear. Sixty two. I hate this pull 29. A vampire bat. 
for the blood sucking sales department, 16. Yeah, you're right, they suck. And a goldfish, 12. <laughs> oh. And you know what a goldfish does in the bowl? Like Perry Como, it goes round and round, doesn't it? It does. Sometimes it just uh, floats upside down. Yeah, that, that's always the best part when they start floating upside down. When you go out and spend a fortune to buy tropical fish, too. That's mm. bad. You ever have tropical fish? No, no, no I never bothered to. Uh, good, good thing. The energy. I, I, know. I tried it many a time, several times. I learned lessons from friends that. Uh, and you try, you take the water and you put that treatment in there to get all the crap right. out of the water. A lot of expense. And you get it balanced real good. And you put all the gravel in the bottom. And you get your catfish that are going to eat all the stuff off yeah, the bottom yeah, area. Uh, algae eaters. And you get your angelfish and your, your snails. Snails. and your snails mm. and all the uh, pumps and sumps and dumps. And then you get it all going, and in a couple of days, they're all like uh, swimming upside down. Right. Maybe not all of them, but just, you know. <laughs> the ones you spend a lot of money on. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. And then, of course, there are people that really go nuts, and they get the saltwater oh, I fish. Now, I, I will grant you this. They're, beauti- they're beautiful. Sure. But as, as delicate as your regular tropic, uh, tropical fish are. Well, I like the neons. Don't you like neons? Okay. okay. Yeah, they're little tiny, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but very colorful. I like, like Matty Bell. I like, I like to eat them. No, I don't. But the uh, the saltwater fish are just beautiful, but boy, mm-hmm. they're really delicate. I mean, very. You have to keep a real delicate. In fact, I think you got to like hop right in there in the bowl, in the and, tank, and massage them. Yeah, and make sure they're still alive. Speaking of water, Fleming Beach Park. Hank Goldberg. Weekday morning, seven to ten. The year before Shaquille O'Neal came on, we were basically one game less than what we've done up to this point. That's not so. Indiana. That was in round two. Yeah. Well, so I, I just. But you're wrong. I mean, they, the next year, in Shaquille's first year, they went seven games with Detroit in the conference final. They were one game. Be, uh... They went seven games in the conference final. Moron. Had to have one moron this morning. The show was going too well. The Hammer, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 Take a break and laugh out loud with Neil Rogers. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He leaned over and sneaked one. And right hey. in my direction, too, maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I like him better. I don't know. Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. It made it real obvious. And then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. Introducing the QAM Box Office, presented by Burger King. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM Box Office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM Box Office on Sports Radio 560. It's awesome, baby. QAM, the white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Wednesday at 8.30 with the Hamptons. And Barefoot Beach Park in Bonita Springs, Florida. You know, it's only on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Notice that. Yeah. A Hawaii band. What, what's wrong with, uh, what you call it? Panama City. Boy, the beaches there. You ever seen the beaches there? With the white sand. White sand. Yeah. Pretty nice. All those born-again Bible-thumping Christians just having a wild Maybe time Maybe that's what's wrong with the beach. This oh. is yeah, Neil Rogers. Right. This is 560 QAM. 